advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am... am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I I am... So faster. So I am so no, not so fast. So Loses meaning. I, I am, am so with so me, I don't know the one we're supposed to taste. <laughs> you fucking dick. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, we'll, we'll toast it. He can do a ghost toast. All right, ghost toast. <clears throat> I got to clear my palate now. So I, we've got uh, the Redwood Empire whiskey um, sent to us from Ryan Atkins. We very much appreciate it. It is the Redwood, Redwood Empire Lost Monarch, a blend of straight whiskeys. That's right, oh. God damn it. Yeah, we don't want no gay whiskeys. No. That is like some of the best whiskey I've had. What? That stuff's good, man. It's pretty good. Oh, pretty fuck, good. That's, that's smooth delicious, as fuck. dude. That's Hello, crazy. It's got a little spice oh, to it. Man, Hello. hardly. I mean, I might be like, I might already numb my oh, tongue fuck, a little bit. That is delicious. That's, no, that's, that's a good. fresh drink for Dave too, though. So I just told fuck. you it's good. Yeah, but I'm chasing like fucking James Pepper, and like I've been drinking a little bit, so I'm wondering if it's smooth because it's you're sucking on because I can't Pepper. feel my face. Yeah, that is fucking delicious. That's good. That's got some caramely, caramely tidbits. Got some. That's just a bit of spice. Very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ryan Atkins. I don't know if that's just from your he neck sent of us, the wood. Or has he, has he sent us something before? Yeah. Atkins, it, uh, Basil yeah. Hayden. Oh, yes. Okay. He's my stepbrother. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That motherfucker. Buddy. That's right. Basil yeah. Hayden's is really good. Too. God damn, this is good. That shit's good, man. Fuck. That, that label's sick. Too. I like that it. Label. Yeah. yeah. That label's cool. Yeah, it's good. Wow. Yeah, thank that's you, Ryan. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. So if you want us to to gush about your whiskey, feel free to send us some for the whiskey wall. We'll send you gusher videos. If you don't know, like mm-hmm. our goal is we want to start a wall of whiskey. Yeah, that's yeah. been planned um, for a long time. Yeah. And we're hoping that if you if you're a new listener that you might help support us in this endeavor and send us a bottle of whiskey. We taste it. Yeah. Something you we, like. We you say know, your name. You have. Something you like, something something unique to your area perhaps. Maybe um, and maybe you think it's better than anything we've had right. in and the you past. Wanna, you want to turn us out? Um, we've got a couple here already. Yeah. Three, four. So, well, there's. Hold on. We got one, six, two, three, those. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty. We have like twenty-five yeah. shelves. Yes. Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was wondering how that count was going to go. Yeah. Do you think, do we have 200 yet? We have 200. I have 200. Yeah, okay. yeah, I counted it like 198 yeah. a while back and then we got more bottles. So but you can never have enough though. Well, you know, some of that, it's it's like debatable on how yeah, you there's count. Some, there's, there's rums some, there's some, and yeah, vodkas there's some, yeah. and there's some weird shit. Yeah. Um, but I think I didn't include like weird shit like fucking sweet tea Bombay. seagrams and weird shit down there. Yeah. But I think rums and stuff, anything was gifted to us. Yeah, right. But I was selective about a few that I knew were like leftover from Brad's house when he moved or yeah. something. Yeah. Like a pump of Jägermeister, like fucking yuck. Ugh. Yeah, where's love that Jägermeister? Do you? It's back behind me. Get it. Let's have some. We'll see you have it. Uh, I just have my whiskey. I'm good. That's your points. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jägermeister's gross. I didn't want it. it was I don't like black licorice. Yeah, me I either. I like Jägermeister. I hated it. I until like white licorice. It, yeah. it like crossed a threshold. <laughs> like when I did theater and we would be doing horrible productions and be in awful um, rehearsals every single night for months on end. Just drink awful alcohol would, to make up we for would, it. Yeah, we would all have, uh, we all cheap. had flasks yeah. that we would put Jägermeister in. Shit's like syrup. And we would have a break. We would go out and drink body temperature Jägermeister Ugh. from our hip flask just to remind us that there's something in the world worse than this rehearsal. Yeah, that's, and it it, cro- it became a thing that we were like, oh, it wasn't as bad anymore. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it just became. A well, thing I have Red Bull right here. Like, I could get some. I could get some Jaeger and some Red Bull. Oh, you have Jaeger bomb, wretched yeah. dude. That's, Do it. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that response. Um, so, uh, as always, we are brought to you by our primary sponsor, El Yucateco oh. Hot Sauce. Are you gonna say something else? What would you possibly say? I don't know. I just thought he was going to say something else. Oh, okay. Well, I, oh, I'm glad I did say that. What? What's that? What did you say? What did you say? I don't know what you said. And we give away a hot sack or a hot box every week um, to people who post images of El Yucateco. And we wanted to give a shout out to um, Davin. Well, can I Malkovich. Well, can I eat him? <laughs> yeah, Davin, Malko- Davin John Malkovich. It's pronounced what you call it. Because yeah. he, he posted an awesome photo of... Um, his twins, his twins in El Yucateco gear, jumping out of pumpkins. not his balls, like no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, 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 and well, not his titties. They came either. from his balls. No, his yeah. They come from twins. his balls. Yeah, yeah. It's those an, twins it's came technically, from the twins. Technically, they're his balls. Yeah, it's an yeah. amazing and adorable photo that looks like it was a professional photo. So we wanted to give a shout out, but we've already given him gallon jugs of hot sauce and all of the yeah, he can't swag win. we have Certainly. so yeah, we, do, yeah, we did want to shout it out because it was pretty awesome um but our winner this week is um nicole smith bosch for her post of um like a little snack tray like a snack it's like, tray. a veggie tray yeah like what the big the, the kicker was ranch with triple x Mm. That's that's where it's at. All like right. I mean, fuck, you can put that on anything. Yeah. I call it triple Rex. Yeah, triple Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. All right, have that. Yeah, triple Rex. That's one of her nicknames. Yeah, yeah, She has really, really short arms and three yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, one for each nipple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she tries to slap you. You can block it, and you block it, and then the third hand still slaps you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like naked gun shit happening. So she has proof that we will ship wherever, whenever, if it is well deserved. So if you're if you're not posting photos, there went eighty nine dollars. Yeah, if you if you if you're like, oh, I'm in the UK, <laughs> I'm in Canada, I'm in Mexico, South Africa, I'm in yeah. Belarus, and I'm I enjoying wanna... Nicole. That's the most expensive hot sauce you ever got. Yeah, you can't even so, open that so one. You just got to yeah. label it and set it aside. This one's going to South Africa. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for uh, your post um, and so forth. And we also, at the top of every episode, like to thank Don't our patrons. Don't you say it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that about everything. Our patrons. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no. I'm glad I didn't say something Yeah, it would have been bad. He did technically say something else. I mean. He did. But our patrons uh, really appreciate it. Um, super helpful. Uh, helps us make the show happen. Helps us in our daily lives. Um if you like the show and you want to support us, um, especially if you're new, like if this is your first episode, just like hit pause, go yeah. throw a dollar at it. Yeah. It's a dollar gamble. Yeah. What else you can do with a dollar? It's not a gamble. Today? We did Mad Jack Churchill this week. Yeah. That's worth Actually, a dollar for that one episode. That's true. And you get four That's of those yeah. every month. Yeah. So even if it's or more, first, if it's five, you get five weeks in a That's month. True. Even if it's your get first bonus. episode, just go in and do it. Take the gamble. It'll be a rush. Yeah. It'll be a, it's like if it's a leap year, it's, a, it's just definitively arguable. Right. what you got exactly yeah it's confusing <laughs> Who so knows um 
But uh, so at a dollar, you get bonus episodes at uh, five dollars. You get early episodes, early episodes. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause stuff, I was really yeah. lost. For a I know I could tell. And there's other stuff that you get for other dollars. Yeah. There's yeah. stuff for dollars is yeah. what it we comes to live streams. Yeah. Stuff We're streaming live right now. Yeah. And there's we people are. on there talking right and now. And don't worry. Can't we don't them. cross the streams. Mm-hmm. No, we've never done. Well, we don't it. show we it. better. We do that before we get down here. There's only one bathroom right now. We don't have. Yeah. We are naked to our feet. I bring yeah, Cheerios. Some of us. And I just drop them in the bowl, and then we try to sink the Cheerios. Some of us mm. aren't uh, shoe slaves right Yeah. Now. Some of us yeah. are free. No, shoe slave. Give shoe us, slave us free. Did you ever watch uh, Amistad? I didn't. I knew you Fuck did. No, I didn't. You got to remind me. I did right now. No, you got like when I get home. Like you remind me at 830. I got other shit I got to watch. Okay. But you yeah. got to remind me. Keep uh, reminding I can't. me. But I'm watching so, a new show right now. I'm it's watching called, called Cursed. I got to watch Modern Family. And Constantine. Hmm. Constantine? Yeah. Constantine. Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves? Oh. Yeah. He's the devil? A TV show. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen it. it was you haven't seen Constantine? Tabs. I haven't seen it. What? I think I started but didn't finish it. It's good. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. He's also in League of Legends, even though it's not played by Keanu Reeves. But the character of the Constantine. The character of that? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Brendan Vaughn. Mm, it's very Brendan Fraser thinking. Yeah. That's that's my first like gut thing where it's like, mm, do I like this guy? Maybe I like Brendan? it because he's Brendan, but not Fraser. I started to feel bad for Brendan Fraser lately though, because I watched something he got molested. Like, he got raped. Yeah, but bad shit happened. Yeah, sexually assaulted. But you know what? I think when he was doing all his movies, good things were happening to him, and yeah, I still didn't like him true. then. I don't like him that's then, true. but you know, I don't I feel know how you like now. Goonies and you don't like Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's you know what? The, my problem is his delivery of lines sounds like he's on an airplane. It's about to crash any minute, and he needs to speak at a volume that's louder than so the So you've never really watched Brendan, then, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you've never you seen him. You can't yeah. hear Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't hear yeah. Jim. You've never watched him. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, Brendan Vaughn. Thank you for being a patron. Yeah, you bitch. Then we have Jalen. Jalen. Is it one word? It's like a budget. budget first J- name J, last name J A L E N. Yeah, it's like a budget J Lo. What is? What is? Is it a dude? Maybe it's like a Are they in secret celebrity couple. It was like J Lo oh. started to date Jay Leno, and they just called themselves Jay Lynn. Oh, but this and, isn't that though. This is like man. To somebody needs to take J Lo and put J Lo's <laughs> chin on there. That's what, <laughs> that's what Jalen looks like. <laughs> J-Lo and J-Leno's chin. Strong jaw, yeah. Yeah. Jalen. From behind, yeah. she looks good, and she turns around, she macked yeah. the moon. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, Mac tonight, great, yeah. Yeah, Mac tonight. That yeah. was a great reference. Yeah. I, dude, one year, like, I was the cigarette butt, like, Burt Budinsky or whatever. Yeah, What's it yeah. called? The, the nosy big, neighbor? The, no, that's the nosy neighbor, yeah. yeah. So, the whatever the butt out guy was, oh, the yeah, anti-smoking yeah, 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 commercial. Yeah, yeah. And somebody was Mac tonight, and I was like, damn, dude, that's the that's only person that's rivaling me right now. deep cut. Dude, I don't know if it was better, but it was equal. They made the moon. Oh, yeah, with their yeah, face yeah. sticking out and shit and i was a giant cigarette butt but like the cigarette butt was better, put man. out and it was bent over and it had like uh <laughs> just had, just because no, no. that was your costume like they were better no right now they're sitting there telling the story that dude one year i was mac tonight and this yeah. motherfucker was a giant cigarette and he was almost like, as good as like, me <laughs> and that's not that's what, exactly, that's what he said i went full blackface in the seventh grade that's yeah. racist. I know. It wasn't when I did it. I was canceled. <laughs> you're canceled. You're canceled. Yeah, you're canceled. You're canceled. You're canceled. Turn his mic yeah. off. He's yeah. canceled. <laughs> All right. Hold Cancel on. culture. Don't really do it. No. Come on, bro. He's going to do it. You don't, he has too much power. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned the monitoring off. I didn't, I didn't cut you. Oh. Yeah, you're still oh, but I will cut you. I will. I will. I'll cut a bit. Do you ever blackface yeah. again in front of me? I'll cut you. If you ever stop yeah. and you ever take seen two hours to meticulously yeah. put black makeup all over your face to impersonate yeah. Easy. Although yeah. I do you think. You ever if, seen a Claymore? Mm-hmm. I do think if you're white and you go in black fla- blackface, mm-hmm. I think you're permanently barred from the blackest 
tier of whiteness. I was never going to make that anyone. No, you were never exactly. going to make that. But exactly. I think that's I think why you're it, tier one. I've never done it. Yeah. I never will. Right. And I'm tier four. Right. Yeah. So. But you could never get to tier my, four. My no, mom and never. my grandma did that shit. You know, they're old yeah. school. And they didn't yeah. know any better. Yeah, it's yeah, the lineage. Yeah. 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 Then we have Trevor A. Drury. Pretentious motherfucker. He's got yeah. silver spoons and shit in his house. In his ass and his mouth. Yeah. They have the, at he his house. He plays every time he sits down. Yeah, yeah. He, they have plates on the wall. You know, like, you know, the houses with the plates. They collect them. Oh, yeah. Franklin Mint. Yes. Like, Dave's fancy as fuck. He has Travis and tiles, <laughs> oh, but he yes. bought those tiles used yeah. from that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Your tiles are second-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He used to Second throw them be up in the air and do shoot, shoot, ski. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with skeet my mouth. Shooting. Skeet shooting. <laughs> hey, the shoot ski. Clay. Hey, you want to shoot ski some tiles? <laughs> pull. Shoot ski. Shoot ski. Shoot ski. Pull. Hey. Pull. <laughs> shoot skis. You guys are super. Oh, my God. Duper. Is that allowed anymore? Can you do that impression? No. So. We just got a bad review. Yeah. Said Canceled. Uh -oh. Canceled. <laughs> They impersonated a actually, gay male like, doing yeah. skeet shooting. You're blackface. Somebody stopped. Yeah. Gave us a bad review that we're racist. Sorry. All of us are racist because right. of Brent. We shouldn't have and said then, that gay men do skeet that one, shooting. They yeah. clearly shoot skeet on yeah. other men's back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, backwards. they stopped right there and yeah. said, now we're racist and homophobic. It was I'm a, hoping. When we get to misogynistic, then we're, then we're the fantastic yeah. trio. Uh, what I'm really hoping <laughs> is, is that, that a woman will go in the kitchen and make you a sandwich. Bitch, make me a sandwich. Earlier when I said that. I, I wanted someone who'd never listened to the show before <laughs> to, to play Russian roulette and get on Patreon and give us money. Yeah. yeah. I hope someone did that <laughs> and then gave us $10 and then like three minutes later heard something we said and got so fucking yeah. pissed off. They deleted the episode and then either had to negotiate how to get their money back from Patreon or forgot that they subscribed and then we're going to get their money. Next yes. Morning. I like it. I like it. Then we have the art of podcasting. Mm. The art that of podcasting. Like That's a, what is that? Like, are they, Teaching us how to podcast? Yeah, they're doing? Zen. Maybe. They're Let's Zen. Is our website included in this? Nope. I'm intrigued the now. The Art of Podcasting. Who's is there? Who's the author? Wu Shi? What's his name? Sun Wu? The Art of Podcasting. Oh, he's looking oh, it up. A million things are going to come up. Patron, writing the coattails of Soap King, using the platform <laughs> of $1 tier to yep. get Indian their voice. thing announced. Yeah. No, that's all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. That's not my Indian voice. That's not happening. Um, and then Jake Schaefer. Let's see if they're on. Well, I'll see if they're on Spotify. He needs real. some gold pond, uh, gold bond powder. Jake Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Why? He's, he's, he's shafering. Yeah, he's got between his legs. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the wide walk. He got the sticky balls. Oh, yeah. He had the sticky balls till he got the gold bond. No, that might work. Yeah. I had sticky balls earlier. I saw you do the leg. <laughs> we witnessed Dave do the leg move, and I was like, "Yo, dude!" <laughs> right when me and Dave walked, up, or me and Brad were walking to the front door, I got new uh, vinyl on the front, so you can't see in, but you can see out. And Dave did like one big swooping leg thing, like a sumo step. Yeah, like a sumo yeah. step yeah. on his it. way in. I do it. You know it. We yeah. do it. We all do yeah. it. Yeah. I was but about we to do an e Honda slap, <laughs> but we just witnessed it. Okay, yeah. so we have the art of wrestling, nope. art of travel. No. Nope. Oh, this list is long, Brad. Art of decluttering. No. Nope. Art 25 of coaching. years later. These are all podcasts. The art of love podcast. Ooh, yeah, these are yeah. all podcasts. Oh, yeah. uh, but no art of podcasting. Mm. So they need help in the uh oh. in the uh the art of marketing. You should check that one out. Yeah, check that one out. And <laughs> then, I did and bitch then, for a yeah, dollar. I and just then got... <laughs> yeah, and then get on get on Podbelly. Yeah. And uh, when you go to Podbelly, there's a thing on there how to podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they have you like that? Oh yeah. Uh, oh god, yeah. 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 I just came. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
you can get on there and you can check it out and uh, learn how to podcast. Uh, is there a promotion section on there? How to get your, cause they're not on Spotify. Yeah. So there's marketing. Does, okay. So yeah, yeah so marketing, some marketing stuff on there. So check out Podbelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other podcasts on there you might like. You worked that in there. You worked that in. I did. Yeah, that was okay. fantastic. That, yeah. that was so smooth. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So our topic today, without further adieu, is Jimi Hendrix. 16 minutes in, Karen. Yep. Fucking cunt. So um, <laughs> Got to it. We got right to it on that one, Karen. We were uh, debating uh, what topics to do um, months ago. We planned this yeah. all out. Well we thought about, e- like, we're going to do a whole segment on eating ass for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then... We would just bullshit for the rest of the episode for right. the last 40 minutes. That was but the I was... But like, I was, that's what we do all the time, so why do that? That's the same old, same old. Listening to a streaming service and all along the watchtower came on, and I immediately sent out a text. Well, first I actually pulled over because I was driving, and I searched because I was like, we had to have done Jimi Hendrix. Well, right. And therein lies my story. We this, did. This is where I needed my story, okay. which actually now we just realized we all have stories. Yes. We, we made it to 16 stories. minutes for Karen, but we're going to be fucked. I'll I'm, save I'm, my story to leave. <clears throat> yeah. I can Mine's say not my too story. bad. Yeah. I can all mine say mine was next episode. is that was the synchronicity. One, two, three into the foe. That's pretty good. Doggy dog and Dr. Dre. Is that your dope? Ready to make an entrance. So back on up. Because you know, I'm about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I could bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together. Now hey, you know you in trouble. trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing. Baby. Two loked out niggas and we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays me. Unfadeable, so please don't try to fade, fade me. me. Go ahead, yeah. Brent. Nice. <laughs> now it's back to the lesson at hand. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my story's ruined for sure. But... It just kind of blew my mind that you brought it up because we were struggling for the last topic, to be honest. We were like, fuck, right. man. Like, we have this thing, we have that thing, like, which we'll probably do next week. But some of the topics <clears throat> you start to look at, and it's just scrappy on research. You're like, fuck, this is, it has it, but it's going to take some time. Right. And like, it's not a last minute topic. We can't do this. Jimmy, like, you know, it's just like, we can do Jimmy. We can do this. Like, like right. a couple of us love Jimmy. I don't know how right. Brad feels about Jimi Hendrix, but yeah, he like, sucks. <laughs> we, can, we can pull this together. But this morning when I was in the shower, shower thoughts, I was singing uh, Bob Marley, Redemption Song, just kind of like just okay. while I was showering, fucking singing. And I was like, you know what's fucking crazy? Like, I was like, all these musicians that died fucking young, you know, like Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, is it better for them to have died young? Like, would they have ended up either one drug addicts, like some washed up bullshit, or would they, had they let their, if their lives had run out, like, would they have continued their career, but their music become like not relevant anymore or some weird fucking experimental way they went, you know, and, and they wouldn't be the legend that they are because they got, they stopped on the mic drop. You know what I mean? They were like, I'm Jimmy motherfucking Hendrix died. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that happened. Had he continued, would he be just like a Keith Richards thing where he's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, you have Paul McCartney. I mean, there's a lot of people who were, right. I mean, I, but how would it have gone? But yeah, but Paul McCartney, it's different. That's more like songwriting. Like this is like, like, no, it's a, that's a different level. I'm not not to take anything away from Paul McCartney, but like Jimi Hendrix is just like that's like I the BB like, King kind of thing, right? I feel like Jimmy is in a weird bubble because blues people who are huge in blues tend to just stay huge in blues and keep making good. There's no music. crossover. Yeah, they don't cross over, and they usually yeah. don't fall apart and start right. producing shit. They just tend to get better and better and better and better. Yeah. 
And Jimmy, I mean, we'll get, I mean, we're jumping way ahead in the progression of things, but one of the reasons that he, because for a while there, it was an album a year, just boom, 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 boom. And there was a couple of years where he didn't release an album and it was because he was having trouble getting a band that could keep up with him. And it was because he, he wasn't a hundred percent sure what his direction was supposed to be like psychedelic rock was fading out. So does he go more bluesy? Does he start to delve into jazz? Does he double down and get into harder rock? Like a lot of people said that Jimmy himself didn't know. And he's just kind of his own genre. He's his own thing. Right, right. But to me, that makes me feel like that would have been a good thing. Like yeah. if that was where he was creatively, it wasn't yeah. like, well, fuck, I'll just make a fifth album. That sounds he didn't just, like just keep form. doing. Yeah, he didn't just he was like, keep where doing am I? What's thing, next? You know? Like, where is this evolving? Yeah. Where is this? What's the best me? path? Right. And he cared. Yeah. Right. But right. it tripped me out when you said that because I was like, fuck, that's weird, dude. I was just thinking that. And then when Brad sat down just about the fact that I was thinking about Jimi Hendrix today, mm. you know, and I was like, and then it kind of like transitioned into me thinking about Jimmy songs. And I was kind of thinking about all along the watchtower because it's mm-hmm. that intro riff. And I hear in my head, and I remember trying to learn Purple Haze and all along the Watchtower yeah. were some of the first guitar songs in high school that you like, aspire, like Voodoo Child. You're like, fuck, I wanted a crybaby yeah. fucking WAP out of like free so bird. bad yeah. to be able to learn that. Yes, Freebird was one of Jimmy's <laughs> greatest. Yeah. Um, and so it was weird, like the synchronicity. And then I sat down and uh, Brad said Modern Family. And I was just talking to my friend about like watching Modern Family. We're trading shows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I've never seen Modern Family. And then Brad was like, oh yeah, I was watching. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Both of you guys brought something that was in my head, like with a presence within the last few hours hmm. that are pretty obscure, like Modern Family or Jimi Hendrix. Like those right. are fucking weird things. Yeah, those not aren't your, huge. It's not your daily no, routine. No, that's not no. your daily routine. No. You know what I mean, Modern Family is like, that's not on like actively anymore. You know what I mean? That's something right. that's in syndication and distribution. And Jimi Hendrix is like, it could have been one of any million fucking... Hmm. Artist, True. it's just a weird thing for you guys True. to both bring up that mm. I was thinking about. Mm. Does it make you psychic or me psychic? I don't know what's happening. Mm. What was happening? I don't know. That's weird. Remember that conversation we had where Brent was going to give us each a thousand dollars? What the fuck? Did. How did you guys know that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough money to do that? <laughs> I actually do have enough money to do that, but it would put me in a tough spot. And I'm yeah, already eating ramen. Sure. I bought Jeep stuff yesterday. Brad's cursed me now. You don't know me and me and Brad changed fucking. <laughs> we traded vehicles. And I now have Brad's old crazy ass Jeep and he has my old crazy ass foreigner. Mm-hmm. But Brad has money and he's been buying yeah, all kinds of shit fixing yeah. up. But luckily, Brad kind of already fixed up the Jeep. It's not Jeep. about money. It's yeah. I, I fuck elbow grease, man. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking elbow grease. Bruised ribs. Yes. I got bruised stomach. But I'm fat. happy about it. The Jeep's cool. Foreigner looks mm-hmm. rad. He, Brad's already done some stuff too. It looks yeah. really cool. But just empty every pocket. I see it happening. I bought parts <laughs> last night. I bought parts this morning. Brad went with me to buy a hard top yesterday. It's happening. Yeah, it, but the thing looks uh, like a beast. It's yeah, cool. it's fucking dope. I had a dude, I got my first Jeep wave. That's the Volkswagen thing. I have the bus, like Volkswagen yeah. people wave at you. The Jeep dude, it was all like lifting shit. And I was parked there and I was like, this guy's going to look at me. And he gave me like the fucking little yeah. hang loose fucking thing. I was like, yeah. I don't know the codes yet. It's like a it's four fucking, on your steering wheel. Is it just a high? What's up? Like, I don't know. Fucking wave, yeah, yeah. He knew I was, I was faking it. You know, peace sign. No, that's not, don't try to trick me. With your, with your hippie stuff. The Jeep guys are going to yeah. spit on me. Which I was like, Did you give me a peace sign? Yeah. Someone sold you that Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the love, you know. That's right. it. Yeah. Right. The love. Give me this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the vagina stuff. Well, you do that to the stock yeah. Jeeps. Uh, well, you just show them that, like, when they wave at you, a stock Jeep, you fucking do the vagina. Hey, the little Wrangler. Page. Come over yeah, here, little Wrangler. that up and it's Oh, yeah. let me drive on your hood. Come yeah. here. Yeah. So the Hendrix estate currently is worth $175 million. That's um, not very much. He's sold, uh, 30 million copies of his albums, which makes you go, Oh, that's a lot, but I kind of expected it to be more. But then you realize he's only got four albums. Oh yeah. 
Like yeah. and then one of his guitars, one of his guitars auction didn't get as much money as I thought. I was really? like, it was like in the hundred thousand dollar range. It was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I was like, fuck you, man. Like if I had like at some weird antique thing found a fucking guitar and we found out somehow that it was Jimi Hendrix fucking guitar. You can fuck off while Jay Z and a bunch of motherfuckers send me private messages for not right. taking it to auction. Right. Where some they're like, oh, it went for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gonna hold out and say, look what I got. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. some motherfuckers will be like, oh, I want I Jimmy's fucking like yeah. some some dude is offering you money. I right. think um I think the way we look at it too, like as a as a musician or somebody who's really into music, you kind of see it differently than like normal people, also. You know what I mean? Like Jimi Hendrix is a fucking phenom yeah. you know what i mean he to the music industry to to the world and just how he was mm-hmm. i mean and i i think that yeah people know Jimi hendrix people know the music uh they know that he was good but but on the artist level like when you're looking at him like from musician to musician or aspiring musician to musician it's a different thing you know what i mean because it it turns something that's just a prize for somebody else and just something that's sentimental for you. Right. You know true. what I mean? Like you, you, you value that more because it has a lot of sentimental value, right. even though, you have an, even though, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The appreciation for it is, is different than somebody that's just a collector. Like if I had some shit, it was like Stone Cold's stuff. jacket. I'm kind of like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But Dave's over here. Like, how much you want for that? Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Trying to like, try to be, remain calm. Yeah. 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 You have the Donkey Kong Jr. Machine. You're yeah, like, yeah, it's right. cool. Donkey Kong Jr. is cool. But <laughs> no, you know, I'd rather shit. have Miss yeah. Pac-Man or something, you know? Right. Yeah. D- Dave's right. dunk to Dave. The Donkey Kong Jr. Is the fucking Which, golden fucking. Update on that. You know? Thank you to the fans. Multiple people have like sourced shit and reached out. Like Dave has a machine located. Thank you, Brian Ross. Right. And then shipping possibly sourced by who was that? I can't recall, but someone's like offered to drive it to Dave. Which is because wow. they're coming from Oregon and they're going to be in Sacramento, which I'm not sure if they looked at a map, but that's still pretty <laughs> far from Bakersfield. But yeah. Dave could meet him part way with a U-Haul or oh, something. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But our fans yeah. are fucking amazing. Like yeah. our listeners are crazy. Yeah. Like yes, that they shit. Are. They are crazy for listening. So, yes. <clears throat> yeah. I shouted you out on the messenger, Brian Fish. So there it is, Brian, Brian Fish. Yeah, and then someone else reached out to that. Someone else. Was it just like no, the, was it the gang of Brian's that are bringing you the Donkey Kong machine? Is that what's happening? Brian Ross and Brian Trish. See who Dude, was. I fucking wrote a oh, hand ben, ben Shrout uh, said that he might this is, have a lead. And I sent a message on Patreon, which he's probably never going to read. So hit me up on Messenger, Ben I, w- I want to point something out. And, and this is something that my wife has trouble with. Uh, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But... It no, is about nothing we're talking about yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of nothing, no, no, no. this is something. Yeah. My wife no, no, no. Doesn't, this is, this is something. trouble no, with Brad's this hygiene. No, this is important. Yeah. This is important. Whenever you want something, and, and this is, so Dave put out that he wanted the Donkey Kong Jr. machine on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. The Donkey Kong Jr. machine is possibly going to be in his living room at some point. It's, right. It might be manifesting. It, yeah. It's manifesting. So one, one thing, like if you're struggling if you're, this is, this is, you know, we should put music on right now. Yeah. If you're struggling Done. with something like trying to figure out something or trying to do something, and I'm dead serious about this, you need, you need to say it out loud, right? You need to put, put it, it out the there. World, yeah. yeah you, you have to tell everybody, if you're looking for a new job, if you're looking for something, you're looking for a house, whatever it is you're doing, if you want something, you have to just, the first person you see, you tell them about it mm-hmm. and you ask them if they have one mm-hmm. or they have what you're looking for. 
And if they don't, then you move on to the next one. Or they might have a friend that, oh, right. you know what? My friend has that. It's yeah. doing it. And it happens all the time. I do it all the time. And you'd be surprised how many times you'll say something to someone and like four weeks later, they end up in a conversation with their cousin. Exactly. And then that thing comes up that you were talking about. And they're like, oh, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So what I'm saying is don't sell yourself short. Put it out there. Because if you don't, you're going to lose out in the end. And this is a very important thing in life. A lot of people just sit there and they mope in their own sadness and in their own, you know, fears, basically, of, of doing anything. And I'm not afraid, apart. Brad. I'm not afraid. It just falls apart. <laughs> so stop being afraid and put it out there. If you want change, you have to make change. You have to do it. And only you can do it. Unless you need, like, change for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, then you got to ask somebody. Ask. Yeah. 65 cents? Will you pour them a handful of dime? Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, my yeah. wife is like, how do you, how do you, like, do Get that? Thing, and it's yeah. the same thing. Like, I wanted a motorcycle, and I was like, and I was looking for a specific desert bike, you know, like, thing. And I, I was at a work thing for safety, and we were having breakfast. And I was like, hey, is anybody in here selling a motorcycle? <laughs> like, and they're like old dudes, like yeah. literally they're in their fifties. Like, and, uh, and, and one of the guys turns around and he's like, oh, you know what my neighbor is? He's like, let me hit him up. Yep. 10 minutes later, I had a text. It was the exact bike that I wanted. That's crazy, dude. $2,000 cheaper than I could have got it if I bought it on Facebook or something. Fuck. Do you have first world All because first I First world needs. Yeah. Put it out in the universe. So that, that's what I'm saying. Your though. lavish My, arcade machine can yeah. be yours. Yeah. That motorcycle. Exactly. You could save $2,000 exactly. and buy that tile for your kitchen that you needed. Exactly. Yeah. Forget about those homeless kids yeah. need shoes, eating mud pies to curb yeah. their hunger. Fuck them. They can do yeah. something about that. Get themselves. the motorcycle. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. You can do it. That's just a life tip. Yep. You know, that's all. I agree though. I'm chopping that shit all up. There's all kinds of TED yeah, talk happening with that. happen there. So, um, <laughs> the final thing that I'll say leading up to facts about Jimi Hendrix is that, um, I know he famously like people make fun of the lyric, excuse me while I kiss the sky, right? Because kiss sometimes it sounds like, excuse me while I kiss this guy. And that's how he got out of the army. I was watching, uh, I don't, it, it doesn't sound like that though. Well, here's the thing though. I was watching, uh, kiss guy. like it I was, I was watching like different videos and there's a concert that's Black live. Tea. There's a concert that's live from Germany, and I was watching it, and like you can see, like the you can see the words form in his mouth, and he says, "Excuse me, while I kiss this guy." Like it's the he same, does it. It's the, it's no, the no, no, no. He pronounces he, the no. He does now. it, and then as purpose? soon as he does it, he turns sideways to the bass player and gives like a wink. Like, fuck yeah, I just said, excuse me while I kiss this guy. And then yeah. one of the articles that I read said that, so, like, it even happened, like, it, it happened during his life. People would have fun with it. And sometimes he would sing it on purpose to the bass player, and they would have, like, a fake makeout session on stage hmm. because he just said, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Okay. But on that video, he didn't say the sky. Your mouth moves differently yeah. than well, this his, guy. He did try to get out of the army by claiming that he was homosexual for many years to try to get discharged. And his bass player, at, at least at one point, was a man with a last name Cox that he met in the army. That's true. So, hmm. and then yeah. if he's given him, the so was he gay? Nobody knows if he was gay or not. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't but I'm matter. just saying, not at all. you know, no, no. So, um, not gay? I don't think so. He might have been bi. He had a hmm. lot of girlfriends. Go. Um. So, uh, anyway, if you like, final moment of preface. If you haven't listened to much Jimi Hendrix. 
um, you're fucking missing out. It's like, I mean, his like you might listen to it and sound like it's just staple noise from popular culture because the songs are so popular. That happens. But if yeah. you can really separate yourself and listen to like just put on an album and listen well, to the album in order and feel what's happening and realize there was nothing like this. And understand there was it. nothing like this. So he's playing he a right handed guitar and he's left handed. Yeah. Self-taught, couldn't read That's, music. So you know how, like, when I always say, like, man, you can hear, like, three notes, you know, Willie Nelson's guitar because he's playing, like, a Martin classical guitar with a Baldwin pickup from some mm-hmm. other electric guitar. There's weird shit going on there. Like, that doesn't exist. That's some hodgepodge shit that Willie Nelson yeah. made. He plays gypsy jazz. Well, the same thing's happening with Jimi Hendrix, but unintentionally, um, because you, left-hand guitars guitar, were hard to yeah. get. Like, you couldn't get them back in the day. You didn't have any fucking money. So he would just get right-hand guitars and string them the wrong way. So if you take yeah. a, a single-coil pickup, it's like those... That the coils in that pickup are made to to pick up strings. There's like pickup certain, heights, certain resonance. Yeah, yeah certain that frequency hertz. range yeah, is meant frequency. for that gauge yeah. of string. And when you flip it upside down, it, it changes. It's weird. It's going to sound slightly different than it's it almost like it's it was almost intended. like people bend electronics. Like mm-hmm. they take keyboards and they, mm-hmm. it's called bending, mm-hmm. and they make them do crazy noises. And it's messing with the frequency. Yeah. Is so all unintentionally, doing. he's going to get a yeah. little different sound. I mean, right. I mean, the real signature sound is the fact that it's Jimmy fucking Hendrix and he can fucking wrap his thumb around and hit the, the low E string and do crazy ass shit. Yeah. The fact that his phrasing and everything he does, like you hear it and like people do it today, but it doesn't make you Jimmy Hendrix because you didn't right. make that shit up. Right. They're doing right. a cover on YouTube. You're playing his song. Yeah. Like, and there's you can crazy tell people. mad about it. Well, I'm just saying like, like people are, well, lots of people can play like Jimi Hendrix. Like you play like Jimi Hendrix, but you didn't make that shit yeah. up. Right. And yeah, you make up your own style. And you then also say, didn't stand on stage and sing shit like Purple Haze while you're fucking playing it or the wind cries Mary, like crazy. And while you were shit, high, while you're singing yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, Oh, there's while a you're chord, high. Well, there's yeah, a while chord you're change. High. Like there's some things yeah. where you're like three chord jamming and it's like fucking green day where you're like, Oh, every time I say this, I'm going to switch to this fucking chord. Yeah. Right. This is a crazy ass shit's going on. What's He's playing lead day? stuff. Nothing's wrong. Green day. Oh, okay. Um, and I think the other, I mean, I think the other thing is a lot of like what modern day electric guitar sounds like is because of shit Jimi Hendrix dreamed up the ways he used pedals the ways he distorted things like no one did it so it's like someone right now who's a really good guitarist can play kind of like Jimmy but that's only because of Jimmy like it's not just because the music is there and you're copying it and you're a good musician but because (laughs) your teacher's teacher idolized what Jimi Hendrix was doing and tried to absorb some yeah. of it and pass it down and, and pass th- it down. I think there's, there's a lot to be said with just, not just Jimmy, but like you have bands like Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. and you have these, they have Tom signature, Morello is Yeah. Like amazing, you have these signature dude. sounds to where it's like, Oh no, no, that sounds like right. these guys. Like, right. because they fucking I put made Tom Morello at Jimmy's sound. level for sure. Creatively, you know, well, yeah, like, he's just different. Like, if, and, and, doing and, D, there's like DJ fucking yeah. scratching, fucking weird ass shit. pulling and, the fucking right. plug. He did pickups, it when nobody like, else was doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people mm-hmm. do that. Pitch shifting. He does. But it's like, oh, that's shit. like Tom Morello. Right. Not, right. you know what I mean? It's like, right. it's, it's, and so Jimi Hendrix is the same way. Like, there's, he just started something and did his own thing. And then it just became like, that's his signature sound. And you have those groups, you have them Mm -hmm. and they're all different. And there's people that copy them. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that's all it is. One of the, one of the, the reviewers that saw him in concert in the UK when, um, his first album came out and was, was writing about it, went and saw him in concert. And I forget the exact quote that he said, but basically he said that 
he's he was blown away in the middle of the concert when he realized that and his words were this symphony of sound was being created by three men on a stage. Yeah, it's a bass yeah. guitar, drums, and, and Jimmy on and guitar. Dude. When I read that, <clears throat> I realized no I, player. I had yeah. that same moment watching Muse in concert and this amazing song. And I looked on and I was really looking and I was like, there's just three motherfuckers a hundred yeah. yards from me making all of this fucking shit happen. And I can't speak yeah. to it, but like modern day, who knows what else might be going on. There's like triggers and yeah, loops yeah, yeah, and sure, samples. For sure. and it's still not easy though. No. Even yeah. if you're doing looping, like no, it's still not easy. But yeah, with Jimmy, it was just the th- a drum, a bass, and a guitar. When yeah. you hear that music, that's not what you think is happening. When you hear it, I mean, it's just fucking crazy. Um, yeah. But so he was born in 1942 in Seattle, Washington, Matt and Jack was running around doing shit, man. That's true. Matt Jack yeah. was killing motherfuckers. Time. Jimmy was shitting yep. in his pants. Yep. Matt Jack was doing that. Um, and then the Nazis were shitting in yeah. their pants, too. Getting uh, stuck with arrows in World War II. His father um, was uh, stationed in Alabama, and when he found out that his wife was giving birth, apparently he was a, he was a pretty hothead, and so was Jimmy at times. And well, his, his wife was an alcoholic and slept around. Right. That was part of the problem. But his commanding officer um, preemptively put Jimmy's dad in the brig because he knew he was going <laughs> to go AWOL to get to Seattle because he was in Alabama. Damn. It's not like they yeah. were in Germany or something. He was like, I'm locking you up, Hendrix, because you're going to fucking leave. Right. Like, <laughs> so he got locked up until a couple weeks after he was born. And then he, they gave him leave. And then, which I don't know why they didn't just do that in the first fucking place. But whenever he finally had leave, he went back. Um, and they probably his, had to do paperwork or something. Yeah, um, saw his kids for the first time, but yeah, his, his, his mother was 17 when Jimmy was born and she, sl- she slept around. She was a drunk. Um, and it seemed like a lot of the stuff that I was reading, it really seemed like Jimmy's father was the one, like as soon as he got shore leave, he went back and visited his son. As soon as he got out of the army, he moved straight back and tried to find work. Um, as he soon changed as- his name from like Johnny to Jimmy or something, because yeah. there was like a dude that was suspect. And that's why she named him Johnny. Oh, really? Yeah. And then and dad came home and changed his name to James. Oh, I didn't see that. Part. Um, so mm. because like just to kind of like, you know, shut down any kind of adultery right, shit. Right. So I read one of the articles that I read said that they got a divorce. And one of the articles that I read said that she left them. I saw that, that she Could would leave for days at a time. And even through that, it seemed like dad was trying, like he was a yeah, good yeah. dude. Yeah. It so does. even though she was like partying hard, fucking taking off, she would disappear for days at a time and it caused fights. They lasted for four more years through that and had multiple children. So he yeah. has like, I think two three, brothers. Yeah. I two. thought it was, is it three? And are they all from Maybe the same three dad? Total no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She took off. Do you guys see what she took off with the BB King? I did not see that. Yeah, she took off with BB King. It was like two weeks or whatever. She had a span, and that's where Lucille came from, which is the mother's name. (laughs) Baby King. Yeah, BB King had 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 Lucille. So so he ended up, uh, and his father, I mean, it's like everything that I read, it sounds like his father was definitely loving, but it also sounded like he was definitely pretty stern. Well, well he was military. Day, I mean, yeah, you know. dad's fucked you up back in the day. That so was the thing, dude. Dad's yeah. way more strict. Dad's, so here's dad's the thing. fuck you up now. It depends on who your dad is. She died um, from a, a ruptured spleen. Mm-hmm. And when she died, they wanted to um, attend the funeral. The kids did. And instead, he sat all of his sons down 
and they all did a shot of whiskey. And he said, um, that's how men deal with loss. Wow. And he didn't let them go to their mother's funeral. He just had a shot of whiskey with all of them. I don't know where the death lines are, but they all ended up in foster care and like with other family members and shit for a little while. And like dad was jumping from job to job. Yeah. And I think that was largely because he couldn't afford. So they would stay with their grandmother until he could get more money and then they'd stay back with him and then they'd stay with a sister. And And at some point he stabilizes. Yeah. and, And Jimmy comes home. Right. Um, so he went to Horace Mann elementary school, which is weird because I used to live across the street from Horace Mann elementary school here in Bakersfield. Um, and, uh, apparently when he was in elementary school, he spent an entire year where he would walk around. He was first thing he did when he got to school was he would grab the janitor's broom Mm -hmm. and he would walk around the school all day pretending that the broom, the broom was a guitar. And there was, I read a story and I saw it on a documentary. Um, there was a story about when his dad came home, his dad was very strict because of the military that he was required to keep his room super clean. But the one thing he would keep coming home to, cause he was a fucking kid, the broom would be laying in the floor. Um, and it was because he would sit and listen to to his dad's blues albums mm-hmm. and uh, he would fucking uh, rock like Robert Johnson and shit was like yep. some of his inspiration yep. who also died at 27. Um, maybe Jimmy sold his soul. Yeah, maybe that might I think he did. We talked about lot. that. We, we talked it. about this yeah. exact thing about yeah. how you die at 27. This is the thing I remember from whatever we talked about before. Robert Johnson. Was it Robert Johnson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you died at 27. There was a bunch of people that died at age 27. Yeah, Janis Joplin, Jim yeah. Morrison, Bob Marley, so, yeah, Jim yeah. Morrison, everybody. So that's fucking weird. But he his dad would come home, and he, if that broom was in, he would whoop his ass. Or he knew that he had the broom in there because he put the broom away, but there was pieces of straw and shit right. on the floor because he was right. running around the house playing fucking air guitar yeah. on a broom. Yeah. So his dad got him some hand-me-down one-string ukulele. Is oh, the first yeah. thing he fucking well, but got. The, the thing is, though, like one of the articles I read, and I had to call bullshit on the article, it said that the teach one of his teachers wrote a letter to the father and said, he walks around the school all day with a broom. You should really invest in getting him a guitar. Right. And the article said, but his father refused to. And I was like, refused to my fucking ass. He was so poor, he couldn't even keep his yeah. kids half the time. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that I refused to. It's that I can't put food on the fucking yeah, table. Absolutely could. I don't have money yeah. to buy a fucking guitar. So, and I don't know. I, I found on my notes finally. Fuck, dude, I wrote hand notes this time so bad that like I got that thing on my pinky where I almost bled on my fucking How, are you, how are you a fucking computer fucking maintenance tech person? owns a computer shop and you write everything. I prefer it. Like it sinks into my head better. If I write it, it's like yeah. a visual thing. Like yeah. if I write it down, my brain had to do much more processing, yeah. I think. Locks and I up. remember it so much better if I write it. Hmm. So I have all the shit just written down, but you're a kinesthetic learner. Is that what that yeah. is? Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, that's a, that's called a modality, Brent. Yes. Dang, both of you with your infobeticals. <laughs> infobeticals. Infobits. Um, but you are um, not an auditory learner. No. They had four. Um, they had four other kids actually while they stayed together oh, for all okay. that shit. So I don't know how many of them were there, but yeah, I bet he's strapped for money. Yeah. But at some point it said that he got him an old broken ass ukulele that had one string. Well, on but it. that was he was they were doing a side Bushy job one string. and he was doing the job with his father yeah. and they were cleaning out um garbage and moving an older woman from her home. And found Jimmy it. came up on the the ukulele with had one string and was like, can it. I keep this? And the woman was like, yeah, we're just throwing this shit away. I remember being in high school and wanting like wanting a guitar. Like my dad played guitar when I grew up and I used to like, I took it for granted. I, I didn't, I would pick it up and fuck with it sometimes. But then my parents got divorced. And then I remember having like some bullshit toy guitar that like we tried to fix it up and didn't paint your dad it, make a paper guitar? Yeah, he made a guitar out of newspaper. My brother Damn. has that shit. Wow. Still? Fucking, 
Yeah, I remember it. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah like I remember it. Down, used it to doesn't have an sound yeah. good or play good. Um, but yeah, my dad. It looks like a guitar though. Yeah, it's fucking kind of wild actually. Crazy. But yeah, I remember trying to fix up guitars, and I bought a guitar for like twenty bucks and some firecrackers. Um, and then my mom got me my first guitar that's actually hanging right outside, um, and it's the Red Fender Strat from. She traded a, um, a antique motel radio to uh, this guy, Mark Lipko. And I got my first electric guitar. It's the one hanging out there. And my actual first, first one that I bought for 20 bucks and some firecrackers, I'm going to go over there. Like not tomorrow because front porch is closed, but fucking Tuesday and try to buy that shit. They I have it? It's in the front window. Did it's I tell yours, that story though. on the show? It's yours? Mm-hmm. Quick story. My first guitar that I bought, my brother's friend had this guitar and it's <laughs> yeah. a Kingston, it's called. And it's this Japanese guitar that was kind of ugly. It had two humbuckers, these big old chrome ones, tortoiseshell pit guard, big ass Bigsby chrome fucking whammy bar on it. Ugly as fuck. It had a crack in it. I took it completely apart and there's like a wood screw holding the body together. It was not playable. I was trying to adjust the neck, but the action on this motherfucker, you could put your hand under the fucking like down on the fucking 20th fret like your hand will go under Should the like, like an orchestra bass yeah like you, yeah, yeah exactly like you have to play it with a violin bow this motherfucker doesn't play <laughs> i went i was living with my grandma and i had all this shit to trade in i had like an old fender amp and this like cool shit that i would keep now what i traded it for was bullshit i went to front porch music in 1996 and i traded in that guitar a fender amp an alamo tube amp and like some other shit and they, I got from RD, I got a crate amp. I want to play this like fucking probably Metallica and Blink-182 yeah, bullshit. Hell yeah. And I traded three doors like a down. tube amp for it. Not three doors down. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey. I would admit some embarrassing shit, but not three doors down. So I, I traded that in. I got an effects pedal, that amp, and then my mom had got me that electric guitar. So I was fucking set in my mind. But then later I got sad because like, fuck, that was kind of my real first guitar. And so front porch is a couple blocks from our shop from where the studio is at like the first like uh real like guitar store like music store in bakersfield it's been there for a million fucking years they have shit hanging there's just guitars everywhere crazy history and there's all kinds of cool stuff it's actually the second largest Mosrite collection i think in the world it's probably where corn bought all their shit at probably you know? probably yeah. for sure they've been in there like major like willie nelson's yeah. crew's gone in there yeah. everyone's gone there it's super cool store if you're in bakersfield check it out right by history. the fox yeah but i would walk in there and i knew everyone in there and i would walk in there and i'd be like hey Artie, you see a kingston guitar like a fucking looks like a Mozart. nah man you just look around man i might be up on the wall somewhere man he talks like fucking tommy chong never saw it right this is 1996 I go in there until fucking present day when I go in there for guitar shit, I would walk through there and, and look for it. One fucking day about two years ago, probably now, I was walking through there and there was the, I fucking walked through this weird little hallway where there's like arcade machines and weird shit towards like the drum section and acoustic guitars. And I fucking backstep like, what the fuck? That's my guitar. And I pick it up, turn it around. There's a wood screw in the back of it and the fucking guitar is cracked. I was like, that's it. That's the fucking guitar. Yeah. Where the fuck did it come from? Like, did it get sold and come back? No one right. bought this piece of shit. Right. So <laughs> I fucking, Doesn't I, play. I look over and I was like, Hey, um, Luke, where did this guitar come from? And like, I know it's the one, but I need like confirmation. And he's like, Oh, you know, I think Dennis put that out. And I was like, Hey Dennis, I go track him down. Where did this come from? He's like, oh, you know what, man? Darren found that. Go find him. He's in the repair room. So I walked back to the fucking repair room. I was like, Darren, where did this guitar come from? He's like, dude, fucking, you know where I found that? And I was like, where? He's like, behind the front counter in a soft case, buried under a bunch of cardboard. And he's like, we haven't cleaned out from behind the counter since I started working here, I bet. That motherfucker's been there forever. And I was like, when did you start working here? He's like, fuck, dude, I was in like 1996. <laughs> and I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. He's like, yeah. And I, but they have like a price tag on it. It's like, it was like 275. And I was oh like, my oh, God. fuck. 
like I probably got twenty dollars trade for this fucking thing, right? right? Less the firecrackers, and I was like, I and to then and I got try to go tell Less them, the like goes, yeah, I try to act like I'm fucking being cool, but I'm not cool, and and like Artie knows I want this guitar, and it's like the next day I call over there and I was like, yo dude, what's up with that guitar? Like, can someone like pull some strings, like make a deal? Is there like, does already have a day off that I can like, Oh, we didn't know we sold it for 160 or something. And they're like, it's in the front window today. I was like, what the fuck? It was like way in the back, hanging on some hook that nobody he ever knows. forgot about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over there. It had a wood screw in it. No yeah. one can play. He's like, I know you can't even play it, but it like looks like a Moserite. It's like a cool, funky looking guitar. Like back in the day, I thought it was ugly as fuck. Now it's like got fucking mojo. This yeah. fucking thing's cool to this day in the fucking front window. Nobody's yeah, buying it. Back, Nobody's dude. bought you it. Gotta I it gotta buy it back. I need to do it. it but it was just like, I'll be honest, like times have been hard. It was like, that's tires. That's PG&E. Right, right, that's right, fucking right, groceries. Right. And I can never bring myself to spend that money of like $300 to buy some guitar that I can't play. That's literally just sentiment that's going to yeah. hang on the fucking yeah, wall. Right. But I think Tuesday, I'm going to say, fuck it. I'll yeah, eat top of it. got to frame it, bro. I'll bring it. It'll be hanging down here. So anyway, he gets his ukulele and with one string on it, having no music lessons in his life by ear, he trains himself to start playing one string songs on the fucking mm. busted garbage ukulele. There's a whole bunch of notes right he there. Starts in a play, he starts playing Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Yeah. And that's kind of his, the beginning of, of his music. Um, in 1958, at the age of 15, he gets his first acoustic guitar for $5. Um, Which is he, probably a lot. It said, mean, it, was, it said it was only $44 worth. At yeah, the but time. When, you're, when you're eating Fuck Top yeah, Ramen. That's a lot of money, know, dude. Yeah. And he just played it obsessively. He listened to Muddy Waters, B.B. King, Howlin' Wolf, Robert Johnson. Fucking doesn't get better than that. The first song he played to it was the theme song, uh, the Peter Gunn theme, um, which you would recognize if you heard it. I, I saw know. he learned Louie Louie was the first song he learned on hmm. that. So That's I don't know. Interesting. Some three chord thing. And I also well, had 1957 yeah. for the $5 guitar, but hmm. the internets. Yeah, those webs. Yeah. Um, so uh, he ended up... Um, uh, doing his first gig in 1959, he went to a concert uh, by Hank Ballard and the Midnighters in Seattle, um, which was like a legit band. And he met the guitarist, and the guitarist like showed him uh, some some licks to play. Mm -hmm. And they ended up becoming friends, and they were still friends all the way up until his death in 1970. Um, and he even in a very short time, because Jimmy was so good and he learned so quickly, he even had Jimmy like opening for him during some of their their. And that's, he also shows. that year that's what enabled him to be able to play those shows. He got his first electric guitar. I think his dad bought him. For his him. dad bought him the first yeah. electric guitar, a Supro yeah. Ozark uh, 1560. Some $89 electric guitar. Super cool. It looked like a Danny Electric. Like, it looks like one of those, but um, it was very period. I wonder where the fuck that thing is at. Yeah, I don't I didn't see where that was line, at. Because yeah. there's another one that is a Danny Electric, um, and it's, like, got lost in Tennessee somewhere. In Clarksville, Tennessee, after September of 1960-something, there's no more mention of this guitar, and he was all about pawning it because he needed fucking money for right, weed. Right, Like, he didn't give a fuck back in the day. He would just pawn it, buy it back, pawn it, buy it back. He gave it to his buddy, sold it to his buddy in the military, talked him back into it because he spent all his fucking money. And then they said they don't know where it went. But they're like, but it would fetch over a hundred thousand. I was like, a hundred thousand for his first like unofficial fucking guitar. They playing a bunch of. How is it only a hundred thousand dollars? That's crazy talk. I don't know. It's not the. It's not like the guitar he played at Woodstock and is in all I these images That's and Jimmy, shit. There's not much more than like a Jimi Hendrix. You know what I mean? There'd be yeah, like. I hear you. David Gilmore, like Van Halen. You know what I mean? There's like shit like that, that's there's not a lot of other people whose guitar you would get there's like these top 10 guitars like clapton's first guitar or something 
Stevie Ray Vaughan's Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar, metallic sticker SRV guitar. Yeah. That thing I mean, was, like yeah. those things, you feel like it should get them. There should be a million dollars for these think? things. Yeah. So before he's nineteen, when he's still eighteen, um, he and again, this this was a clash of the interwebs right here as well. One article said that following in his father's footsteps, he joined the army at at eighteen, and then another article said that he got arrested twice for being for riding in stolen cars i saw he took the car and then and it was possibly he joined the army in lieu of that because he's gonna get in trouble and be arrested so he went he has two felonies though. well the one that i read even said that the he was given a choice which used to happen with judges they would be like you can either do some time or you can join the army right um so i don't know why he joined the army either following in his father's footsteps to dodge the law or because a judge told him to to dodge um, the law. To, yeah, to dodge the law. <laughs> yeah. well, it um, might have been in the father's footsteps, you know, trying to make your dad proud kind of thing. Like, I straighten my shit up. I'm doing what you're doing. Because when he joins the army, that's when his dad sends him another guitar. He gets the the cool Daniel Electric. I don't know. In your in your notes, Dave, in the, like, up earlier, we passed over it. I don't know if you meant to, but it says that he was molested. I don't have David's notes. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. It says he's molested. I didn't see that. <clears throat> By a guy in uniform, somebody in uniform. So was that his dad? or No, was I, think, I think if it was his dad, he would have said it was his dad. I think he just didn't know who he was, but he was in a uniform, but he was a military guy. Huh. So, yeah, we did. I, he I told his girlfriend that, that yeah. at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> so years later, it came out that in the in his horrible childhood of poverty and bouncing from home to home, he was. Oh, when he was young, he was, he was molested. Okay. molested by a man in a. In I guess that could have been one of the, his mom's boyfriends. Could have been a mom's boyfriend. Yeah. Could have been a fucking Dad's scumbag friend. friend of his dad yeah. who was on shore. I was trying to figure out how that was happening because we were talking about him being in the military. Then Brad said that. And like the period, right. the time shift right. didn't happen for me. I was like, as a grown ass man, what the right. fuck's going on? Yeah. Think of Brandon Frazier. Oh, he got sexually yeah, assaulted. That's true. Jimmy is no, grown-ass man. no pussy. So yeah, somebody went to the journey, <laughs> journey to the center of Brendan Frazier on. <laughs> oh, no. I wonder what it means. Like he just got groped. I bet. I don't know. <laughs> Sexual assault is anything from groping to rape. So yeah, there's a wide range. Yeah, there's a wide yeah. range. Yeah. So we went over ends, this print. He ends up doing Fort Ord, a uh, training at Fort Ord um, to become a paratrooper and join the 101st Airborne. Um which is not a slack division. Like that's fucking band of brothers shit right there. Yeah, Airborne. Yeah. Um, but he hates it. Um, he despises the army. He's not a good soldier. Um, he's super depressed in basic training and he writes to his dad and says, I need my guitar now. And his See, dad that makes me think that makes me think he went in to avoid getting in trouble. Well, they said he, he had like a, go. he was like, he liked lavish clothes and shit. So he was stealing shit. He was on the path, you know what I mean? He was stealing clothes and trying to like work with his dad yeah. doing landscape to buy the clothes he wanted. He always had kind of taste for, and he, he, could, be a, to be a he could be a hothead as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, uh, but he, he got his guitar <clears throat> and at this point he had painted Betty Jean on it. Yeah. Um, because that was his girlfriend's name. Then she was the one There's that a was picture, holding That's a famous picture of him holding oh, it. Is it. Yeah. <clears throat> and one where he's kind of like leaned over in the black and white picture of him holding that. I haven't seen that one. Um, yeah. But uh, apparently the guys hated how much he played it because all he would do is sit around and play the guitar and like shirk his other duties. <laughs> well, and an unplugged electric guitar is just like fucking yeah, blam, 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 string noise. It's not And then at, at one point they even like hit it from him and said, we'll give it back after you fucking do the shit you're supposed to do because we're mm. tired of fucking picking up your slack. Um, but uh, at one point he was playing um, in an army club and another uh, soldier named Billy Cox walks by and he described what he he said that what, what he heard sounded like a mixture between john lee hooker and beethoven 
Um, and for those of you who don't know, John Lee Hooker is like a blues, a blues legend. Um, yeah, if no, Beethoven's a movie of dogs. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> so he's like a, like a, he's good enough to sound like a dog playing. Uh, yeah. A St. Bernard. Playing hooker. Yeah. 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 A hooker St. Bernard. Yeah. He sounds Bernard. like a hooker dog. Yeah, hooker Bernard. Like a guy That's who fucks nickname. dogs for money. Like yes. a whore dog. Yeah. yeah a whore dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got um, one of the Dodger stadium one time. The whore dog. Whore yeah, dog? It's, it's made with fish. It's like a, it's fish in a bun. Mm. It's like trout in a right. bun. Ugh. They call it a whore dog. It smells that's, like that. That's so, um, whore dog with ham jelly. The major, the bold order. <laughs> the major general who, uh, walked, watched over him, um, said that he was an unqualified marksman. They all, like he never learned how to fire. And, he sucked and at army. Too. Yeah, he much. sucked at army. He was always napping on duty. He wouldn't report for bed checks because he was probably out doing gigs. Yeah. Um, and um, they, he wrote in a letter, in a field report, it said, he has no interest whatsoever in the army. It is my opinion that Private Hendricks will never come up to the standards required of a soldier. I feel that the military service will benefit if he is discharged as soon as possible. Bam. And even with all that, he somehow got an honor discharge he didn't do anything he didn't do anything wrong dishonor, but yeah. they were just like get the fuck out of here man um there's not a war going on at the moment yeah, we don't like, need you we don't need you to yeah. be a paratrooper you don't want to be and that's the thing it wasn't like he just signed up for the fucking army like he, he was like training you, to be a paratrooper he, he said he broke his ankle paratrooping that's why he got discharged but they said uh, the honorable discharge was was debatable it said there was some type of discharge because the quote that i read said that while performing his duties he just excessively thinking about guitar like right. he couldn't do his shit right. because right. all he thought about was guitar. yeah but it's either honorable or dishonorable yeah i mean you get one or the other yeah. right so I'm, exactly i mean i'm exactly. sure it's, it's i mean even a medical record, I, bet, I mean yeah. a medical discharge would be honorable he didn't yeah. yeah and he didn't do anything so i'm sure it was honorable right it was just based on dishonorable things right um so but yeah and there was again various reports of whether or not he was injured and that's why he got out um not sure what i saw was that was a bullshit story the injury like it literally yeah. that as a quote was while performing uh he had uh it says had trouble performing um he was distracted while performing his duties due to excessive thinking about his guitar yeah. right like he was so OCD he was obsessed no he was obsessed like, not ocd yeah he was obsessed yeah there's a difference yeah there is Brent, you're OCD. Yeah. He was obsessed. Mine's no good. I just right. want to turn the light off three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to have six whiskey, whiskey glasses and a bell. So um, he gets discharged. Um, a little bit later, uh, Cox gets discharged as well, and they've been playing in groups together. Their first they dodged it, though. Well, their Cox first, discharged. He, he, yeah. He because, moved to the left. Well, yeah. because they, him. well, because they both got discharged. Their first band was called Fuck Puss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I'd rather have Fuck Puss because their first band name was oh. King Casuals with a K oh. for Casuals. Dang, you made like white noise, like K someone K. pulled a, you like you pulled a wire off a speaker. <laughs> that noise was perfect. Yeah, that was. That was impressive. You're like motor mountain. I, I don't even know if yeah. I could do it again. Yeah, yeah. I um, was unplugging them. Yeah, retire undefeated. Happening. Yeah. And no, he, he should have retired. That was yeah, sad. Yeah. He that sounded like that, discharge. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. He, in Seattle, he had seen a guy named Butch Snipes play the guitar oh, with his teeth. That's Wesley's dad. And he said that he wanted to practice it and learn how to do it. And he said that um, it... As su he said, the idea of doing that came to me in Tennessee. Down there, you have to play with your teeth or else you get shot. There's a trail of broken teeth all over the state. That's bullshit. Yeah, I know. The only but person nowadays who plays with their teeth is Sarah Jessica Parker. 
There's a mean tooth guitar. <laughs> like you don't see very many people doing the teeth play. No, but when Steve your face Ray looks like a it. we I went to high school. This dude, Josh Crane, he was out there. Like that guy was like that guy could have been. I don't know what he's doing now. And like, no offense to Josh Crane, but he got messed up, like, and didn't follow the path, like, and realized his potential. Right. Like, he started talking Jesus talking and, and did some stuff. But that fucking guy, when we were like sophomores, played Purple Haze with a three piece band in the gym and sang Purple Haze and sounded like Jimi Hendrix and played it amazing. And he's wow. like a fucking 15, 16 year old kid. Right, right. And then he went on, like, when we were adults, like, straightened up for a little while and he won the Mark and Brian talent show. Like in LA or wherever the fuck they have that shit, that big, crazy Mark and Brian talent right, show that was right. like, I don't know, it's like a $10,000 prize or something. Never heard of it. By playing Mark and Brian, the radio guys. I heard Mark of those guys. Yeah. Well, they had a talent show. show. And it's like, it's like some huh. fucking Howard Stern crazy yeah. like level shit. He won playing Jimi Hendrix National Anthem with his teeth. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Wow. I think we all have that guy. I had a, I had a buddy, Sal Rosetto. And that motherfucker could play the good, like he discovered at, the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he knows all the languages. Yeah, um, but he played like, like, like he'd been playing for fifty years. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, right. and he was sixteen. You right. know what I mean? Like, we played every you know, cool bands. song you want to learn. Fucking yeah. Josh Crane could just play that shit. Yeah, and and almost better than the motherfuckers that do it. it just you made know? it look easy. And I remember right, I had like man. I had that cool guitar, I had the Fender, and then he had like some bullshit Kramer like fucked up looking guitar. It didn't matter. Yeah, like, right. He, he sounded yeah, better yeah, than yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I was nothing compared to that. Yeah, his so, guitar hated Jews, but what, sounded what, good. Yeah, the Kramer. <laughs> it sounded better in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Oh, Kramer. Kramer. No, he had yeah. a Kramer guitar. I he hated, hated Jews, but no. No, he hated. He made a Jew rant, didn't he? No, I think he called somebody a nigger on stage. That's he, what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he hated Jews too, though. I think well, that's. Well, yeah, the, the the black people they didn't care about, but when he started hating right, Jews, that was when he got yeah, it's fucking overboard there. Um, so a group that was called the Chitlin circuit that would book like <laughs> traveling acts all through the South, he and Brian Cox worked that and they would travel around. So even, I mean, it blows my mind that he fucking died at 27. It's like, how long did you tour on the Chitlin circuit? You yeah. were already in the army. Like you fucking, you did this, so like all this years, shit man. that he packed in. He was so good. And his star rose so fast, um, with, with the, the stuff that he did. So he became a sessions musician and he would do backup performers for little Richard, BB King, Sam cook, the Isley brothers. Um, and he would, he would either he was, do recording sessions with Sam them. Cook's ex-girlfriend for a while. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's how he met like a bunch of the people he met. Right. That makes sense. Um, the, uh, but he didn't get a lot of time on stage because apparently he was such a fucking showboat that the main stars they didn't were like, want fuck him. that kid, yeah. get him off my Only stage. Only on stage, though. Like yeah. when he was off stage, he was introvert. Right. Uh, I skipped something I was going to mention. When he got out of the army, when he was discharged, he got his final pay and he moved to Clarksville, Tennessee, and he went to a bar, like a jazz club. And the in one night, this doesn't sound that crazy, he spent $384, right. like the first night he went to the jazz club, and that's the equivalent of $3,300 today in one night yeah the he got out of the army moved to tennessee went out to a bar that night with his last check from the army and spent the whole motherfucker on drinks what do you i do? guess i don't know at a jazz club what do you spend thirty three hundred dollars at a jazz club? i don't know pussy tipping waitresses getting strippers i don't a know great night and, <laughs> yeah and he had sold yes. his guitar he didn't have his guitar he sold it to his army buddy so he had to go crawling back and beg for the guitar back Fuck. because he spent thirty three hundred dollars at the jazz club right night, first night yeah so Jeez. he he ends up um spending some time like getting legit money as a musician doing all this stuff. And then he moves in to uh, a, a, 
a girlfriend in Harlem in New York. He realizes he needs to go to New York to really break into the music industry. And his girlfriend's name is Lithophane Pridgen. Yeah, I saw that shit. Which is like a fucking football player in a Key and Peele something. <laughs> Her name is Lithophane Pigeon, that's known a, as it's Lithophane Faye. Pigeon. That's yeah. a that, that's Dave, an add-on. Pridgen. Pridgen. No, you Fuck, said exactly right. what I was thinking. I said Lithophane <laughs> Pigeon, and you said it before Pridgen. I could say it. it. Was God Pridgen damn it! With an R, God I picture that being on Wish. It's a bad listing for like a type of material that the the plastic pigeon is made lithophane. of. Oh, yeah, 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 lithophane. Yeah, this is Lithophane. Lithophane Pigeon <laughs> ships in six to yeah. eight weeks. So he starts to play local clubs. Um, he plays with a, a white blues singer named John Hammond Jr. Uh, for a while in New York. Did He's always starting Keith, different bands. Keith Richards' girlfriend kind of discovers him. Did yeah, he that? ends up uh, Linda Keith, who was Keith Richards' girlfriend, um, was uh, like saw a, performance at a party. Yeah, yeah was just like blown away by what he could do. And she's dating Keith Richards, who's yeah. a phenomenal guitar <laughs> yeah. player, but and different kind of thing. She introduces him to Keith. And um, she lets him borrow one of Keith Richards white Strat guitars and oh shit gets him uh, gets him a uh, interview with the manager of the Rolling Stones mm. and he blows it like it doesn't like I don't know he just wasn't he was on right. like, drugs or drunk right. or something. Um, and then she gets him another interview with the guy who eventually discovers and manages Madonna and he kind of kills that one. He's super enthusiastic, but he smashes Keith Richards guitar oh, on no. the stage and oh, goes fuck. all fucking crazy. Like he gets so into it that he like plays and he, he, he does well. He forgot interview. it was Keith's. Yeah. But it ends up for some reason, like even though he did really well at that and smash guitar, she gets fucking pissed. Cause it was like Keith Richards guitar. She let him borrow. Right. But he and ends Keith up being know, actually apparently. discovered by like the manager of the animals. Or but something. it's all through this though. Yeah. Cause Keith, I think it just said Keith and I assumed it meant Keith Richards, but yeah. I think it now means what's her name. Keith. The girlfriend. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. So she Keith introduces or, Keith him, or Sutherland. Keith or Sutherland, yeah. <laughs> uh, to Chaz Chandler, who was the bass player for the Animals, right. the British yeah. group. And he's blown away by him. And the Animals is about to fall apart as a group. And he's about to become a manager for, for uh, musicians. And he's like, look, I'll tell you what. Sign with me. We'll go to London. And we're going to put a band together. And you're going to fucking headline it because yeah. you're unbelievable. So they I go recorded back. a band back in the day when I was doing the recording stuff with me and Brad were doing. I recorded a band called Ten Till Never, and they mm -hmm. did an Animals cover, and it was fucking amazing. And the chick that sang it, they should have done something. This band was good, but it was a cover. I don't know why. A lot of good bands. Yep. They were good, but the girl's name, the lead singer of that band that did the Animals cover, her name was Billy Fane Pridgen. Billy Divine. Oh, nice. Yeah, like fuck. Great like name, that was like yeah. they were meant to do something. Yeah. yeah. So they go or to nothing. England, um, apparently, and. Uh, they put together the Jimmy, uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience, the name of the first band. So it's um, Noel Redding and is that what um, Joe Rogan guy has Joe Rogan experience. I think I so. It, it is, behind yeah. him um, used oh, to be a Jimmy, huge picture yeah, of Jimi yeah, Hendrix yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and he loves um, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. He ends up while he's there um, and he's laying down his first tracks. And it's like, you have to imagine like you're at a recording studio. You're <laughs> hanging out with, I mean, the animals were a big band and so he's meeting all these people like backstage, like even though it's he's not famous yet or his album has just come out. And Eric Clapton said that he went to a theater called the London Polytechnic and the band Cream was supposed to perform. And he met Clapton backstage and Clapton said he asked me if I could play a couple numbers. I said, of course, but I had a funny feeling about him. And then he said that Hendrix got on stage 
um, and played uh, Howlin' Wolf's Killing Floor. And years later, Clapton said he played just about every style you could think of and not in a flashy way. I mean, he did a few of his tricks like playing with his teeth and behind his back, but it wasn't in an upstaging sense at all. And that was it. He walked off and my life was never the same again. Because <laughs> he knew he existed. So it's like, like fucking Eric Clapton yeah. fucking sees him play before he's even anybody and says, it changed my life. Like what that motherfucker did on the guitar. Yeah. Like, cause you, you have to imagine Clapton just went home and obsessed over what he just saw this fucking kid do Yeah, and just practiced and practiced. Well, and his pr- his like, mind melted down yeah, probably. Exactly. He's probably just like, Dude. fuck me. Like yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to be fucking lost in the fucking nothings. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. this is what the world's coming to. Right. Yeah. So, so um, he killed him. He killed exactly. Jimmy. Yeah. 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 In an alternate reality. Yeah. Um, there is so, a there is a murder theory. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll get to it at the we'll end. Oh, Kurt Cobain, huh? So, um, the stuff on that. So, Hey Joe, he comes out with Hey Joe, his first single, um, and it was, I mean, just out of the out of the box. He's fucking instantly huge in in the That's UK. That's a badass song. Hey Joe, great yeah. fucking song. I can hear the intro. In yeah, my head right Purple now. Haze and the Wind Cries Mary. Those yeah. are his first three songs ever. He wrote them. I can clearly it's hear. Like, fuck the wind. The Wind Cries head, Mary is a it's an amazing mm-hmm. song. I never would have thought that was his third song. Like yeah. that seems like a deep cut, like on album. So three. does Purple Haze. I yeah, mean, Purple, Purple Haze seems like Haze. he's been Come doing on, it, dude. and it's Purple Haze, like. Purple Haze comes out. Yeah, yeah. I remember Jesus learning Christ, Purple Haze like intro riff in high school, just being like so fucking excited I could play that. I mean, and just the way, especially with like Hey Joe and the Wind Cries Mary, it's like he's telling a story, which is hard to do in a song. It's like there's a story occurring. The fucking this unique voice. It's like unlike any other voice you hear. The guitar style is unlike anything you ever hear. I mean. I always equate, I mean, for obvious reasons, I always have like it. Every time I see him on stage, I picture Prince. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's always wearing like, like those poofy Chips shirts. Kind of, and like yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. Captain's and jackets just and the, stuff. Just well, like, like the, the, cover express, the expressions on, on his face and the way he would play. It's like I always picture Prince. And I know that he was a big, you know, a big influence on on Prince. Yeah. Um. But uh, so. But yeah, so that's what he released. And he then he after those three things, he drops the album. Are you experienced? Um, and he goes on tour in the UK and he spends 33 weeks at number two on the charts. And the only reason he didn't get to number one, Simon and Garfunkel fucking Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Oh, okay. So the Beatles, because yeah. this is on the UK only. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he owned, yeah. The only reason he didn't get to number one is because the fucking Beatles. I think it must have been uh, in the United States and they were, he was second only to Simon and Garfunkel. Which okay. I was like, but that probably wasn't yeah. at this point because in America he wasn't shit yet when Are You Experience came out. That was probably his second album, maybe, or after the Montreal Pop Fest when he kind of blew up in the Monterey. In the right? Monterey, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, even in the Beatles. So in 1967, uh, Hendrix opened a show um, at the Seville Theater, um, and when he came out, he did. Um, he came out on stage playing Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band on guitar. <laughs> right. And this was, um, and it had only come out three days before. Oh, wow. So the album came out, and three days Nobody later. Nobody knew the song yeah, yet. He's already fucking. And he was out there mastering some it. of that glory. 
And the Beatles manager owned this theater and George Harrison and Paul McCartney were in the audience. They're like, this motherfucker. Paul McCartney said, quote, the curtains flew back and he came walking forward playing Sergeant Pepper. It's a pretty major accomplishment in anyone's book. I put that down as one of the great honors of my career. Dude, think about back in the day. Fuck off, dude. Paul McCartney said watching him play Sergeant Pepper is one of the greatest honors of my career. I remember meeting yeah. this guy my uh, my mom introduced me to in high school. And I think he was like pretty much deaf at this point. He had been losing his hearing, but he was like this crazy guitar player. And he just kept telling me, yeah, man, you just got to play along to your records. And I was just like, play along to my fucking records, dude. Like I can't just play along to my records. But back in the day, that's what you did. You just, you just fucking sat there, and, sat there and try to hear it and hear that and like play along. But it's like to come up with a note, that's fine. Smoke on the water. You're going to figure that out. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like very simple, but the complexity of some of the things that you would have to come up with with no tab, there's no written music for that shit for. There's not a book for it. He doesn't he read music anyway. Heard it and did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Most fucking. And you can imagine that his phrasing and the way he chose to play it was probably so fucking unique, right? But still, you know, in only three days, he did it. And he fucking, did it with flair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, woo. Um, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> sorry, I had no choice. I was cornered. Um, <laughs> So uh, I did. I, for, I twisted your arm right yeah, there. You I did. did. I knew um, never, never back a rat in a corner. He ends up uh, release uh, releasing Electric Ladyland. When was the Monterey performance where he fucking plays Wild Thing and burns a guitar and shit? I think it was after Electric Ladyland. Okay. So this one comes out, and one of the things that I read said that that it was the first time that anyone seriously considered the recording studio to be an instrument in the album and the way that he would use electronics and overdub techniques and the weird distortions he could get. And like, he was just fucking with the electronics in the studio. Like the intro to Foxy lady. You know what I mean? Like that's some weird, just like feedback fucking, he's just like hammer pulling. Right two notes and having just a bunch of fucking weird feedback and fuzz shit going on. And even his engineer was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then once the sound got there, he was like, fuck, that sounds cool. <laughs> like That's cool. That's just shit you never too, heard dude. before. I mean, yeah, that was this Pink stuff, Floyd yeah. back in the day. They yep. fucking would grab yeah, the fucking dude. the tape, like drag the tape to make yeah, it hand happen. drag it. Yeah. yeah like hand drag yeah. it. They really put fucking like 67 clocks in the studio to do yeah. the beginning of yeah. fucking like time. Like, that's back in the day you had to do that shit yeah, yeah. yeah. like to do loop stuff right. you had to cut that shit right. and like fucking right. scotch tape it right it's impressive yeah so did you see the thing on his kidnapping yeah this is fucking weird Some so fucking wise guy italian guys fucking saw him and saw yeah. an opportunity it was borat so i didn't even see that part i just know <laughs> that that uh one of his biographers um wrote a story and said that he left with a stranger to score cocaine but instead was held hostage at an apartment in Manhattan. And he had been hear. getting like way downhill. Like, uh, I can't remember the girl, that crazy pigeon chick he was dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Fucking cellophane. Cellophane. Pigeona. Yeah. Yeah. Cellophane Pigeona uh-huh. had said that like, he looked like he had aged 10 years in two years. Like his hair was breaking off. He fucking just looked rough, dude. He had lost a bunch of weight. And so, yeah, he's going on to get this Coke deal and these fucking two shady dudes, like some wise guy, Italian guys see him and they fucking kidnap him and they demand ransom or this is retarded. They wanted the turnover of his or royalties or on his future yeah. albums. Right. Yeah. Who the fuck are you paying? Strong this check to? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But they're like, you gotta be some serious connected wise guys to think that you're going to continue to get some 2% or Shug Knight. For yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he did that. Yeah, or Sugar Shug. <laughs> so I don't remember. I think it was his coat dealer or something that calls these motherfuckers, some guy named Roberts. And he, he places a phone threat and says, um, 
you need to let Jimmy go or you're fucking dead. Don't harm a hair on his afro was the, the quote of what he said. And they get Jimmy back. And a week later, that Roberts guy beat the fucking shit out of those two fucking Italian wise guys. Yeah. Oh, the really? manager, yeah. his manager actually hired them to go do that. Yeah, so they send their own bad guys over there and beat yeah. the fuck out of them, but they get him back. But the funny thing is, I think he was kidnapped for two days or something. It was two days. Yeah. And he was so stoned that he doesn't rem- uh, really remember being kidnapped. <laughs> he was so fucking high on drugs and shit. But no, one of the theories was that the whole thing was a put on from his manager and his manager had him uh, get kidnapped just to be uh, like, look, I'm the one who got you out of the kidnapping. Yeah. Like you, you need, need you work with me. You need it could me. Be. Like, that yeah, was I mean, all, that makes that sense. That was all part of it. You know, um, the and also like a fucking suge knight move yeah. like now yeah. you you better not fucking leave you me. owe me like well no not even that, that. Yeah. like if i know guys that'll kidnap you i know guys that'll do worse shit right. don't cross me don't sign with anybody else yeah. you're my guy you know what I, mean? so, I promise i'd be scared if i could remember but right, i don't right yeah. so then he plays uh paul mccartney um who is organizing the monterey pop festival um, ends up telling the council who's like assembling all the bands to play. He's like, you got to fucking book Jimi Hendrix. I know you guys haven't heard of him much in the States. He's huge in the UK. I, he's one of the best guitarists I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring him on for sure. And then if you, if you search for the Monterey pop festival, you'll find like an award winning photo of him on his hands and knees with his hands up. And the guitar is, it's like the, he shot from below and he's on his hands and knees and the guitar is on fire because that was the yeah. he lit the guitar on fire. And it's a crazy fucking story because a 17 year old kid who had never heard of fucking Jimi Hendrix before was sitting in the front row and he had four shots left in his camera and he was right in front of Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix when he lit the guitar on fire. Perfect. So he stood on his seat and snapped his last four shots um of him sitting there and it's the perfect fucking picture yeah it's like one of the most iconic photos in all of rock and roll the rolling stone uh magazine it's ended on a poster up buying it's always it. on posters yeah. and shit the uh they they colorized all the photos from that uh his role was black and white there were color photos being taken but a lot of them were black and white so they colorized a lot of photos so it said that that photo was colorized but it was on the cover of rolling stone etc but it's just this fucking 17 year old kid who fucking stood up on his seat and took the ultimate photo at the exact right time rolling stone probably bought it for three dollars from him um they traded him for 20 firecrackers <laughs> yeah. um, black cat firecrackers but then uh electric ladyland comes out and um then his second album axis bold as love comes out in 60 or in 67 um electric ladyland comes out in 68 that's when all along the watchtower comes out and by this point he's blown up in america he's blown up yeah. around the world what's crazy is like the, the the monterey paul mccartney going on and after watching him play his own shit yeah you know what I mean? Goes and tells, "Hey, you guys need to fucking right. You want to make some money, right? Fucking, let's do <laughs> this. this fucking guy." Yeah. And somewhere in there, there's fucking a band Gypsy Sun and Rainbows. Like when he keeps going back to Cox, the bass player. Uh-huh. Every time we reference that, that's the band Gypsy Sun and Rainbows, where they have like a like not a three piece band. Right. There's like a bunch of weird experimental shit going on, and it never goes. extra psychedelic. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't really go well. You right. Know what I mean, there's a, so there's some stuff in the middle there that we kind of jump drugs. over. Not a heroin. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, and the Jimi Hendrix experience breaks up 
yeah. think they only did three albums together and then the fourth one was like a concert album and then from that point on he's doing other recordings with other groups of people right. etc but yeah he only ever record he only ever officially released four albums all the good stuff is when it was the the trio though that's right. what like the red house manic right. depression yep. when cries mary fox yep. lady all, all those fucking ones that you know yeah, yeah even yeah. if you don't know hendrix those are the like that's all there. the commercial tracks that you know and then he tupac islands it and after he died like there was a big pause where nothing came out and then i forget i, I want to say it was 76 or 77 some guy did a f- horrible hack job um because he, he constantly recorded he was always in the studio recording music and some guy ended up doing a horrible hack job on it um that everybody hated and came but back then with some in like 95 the his father this is long after he was dead. His father ended up getting the rights to the to the all the Originals. recordings and hired the original sound engineer that worked with Jimmy back in the day. I remember those albums coming out remastered. Yeah. yeah. So all suddenly from Tupac Island, Hendrix start. That's why his estate his estate went from being worth eighty million dollars to one hundred and seventy five million dollars in the mid nineties because all these new CDs were coming out of Hendrix music that had never been released before. Um, but yeah, he did Woodstock in 69. Um, and we talked about that on the Woodstock episode. Star Spangled um, Banner. Star Spangled Banner. I remember just having like dreams of like, I'm going to play that in high school at the yeah. rally. I'm going to go out there and play the Star Spangled Banner. It was always the thing is like, if you were a good enough guitar player, you could play. I never did it. My dreams, I'm, I'm a failure in life. But what a fucking thing that is, though. Like, you know, the fucking height of fucking Vietnam. That's his political statement. He yeah. fucking just shreds the fucking Star Spangled Banner with with just distortion, with sounds that you've never heard come from a fucking guitar before. And again, as we said in Woodstock, this is after Woodstock was done. He was the last act. I can hear so that whole most of the people were gone. The audience is just fucking still high from last night hung over muddy <laughs> leaving like he was playing to a half empty right. house because everybody was gone and packing up and trying oh, it was to early beat the in the traffic. morning or something yeah because yeah. he because everything got pushed back so late that instead of him playing at midnight he started at like six in the morning or something like so, when that song plays like i know the next weird shit like how you know the next lyric to a song i hear the i can hear all that shit yeah on the way i know what's coming i've listened to that so many fucking times when i was in school yeah so but then uh drugs were through this whole thing yeah he was a big uh purveyor um the they can track it <clears throat> to 1966 um because in 1966 he hadn't done drugs yet and then again, his friend, Keith Richards, girlfriend offered him acid. Mm. Um, and he said, no, I'd rather take LSD, which it's is acid. acid. It is man. Right. And they were so that, I mean, he didn't know drugs at all at that point, but within a year he was smoking weed, hash, LSD, amphetamines, um, drinking a lot. Um, and he was a really bad drunk. One of his friends uh, said that he turned into a bastard when he was drunk. He would fight people. He would fucking uh, turn in. He, uh, one of his girlfriends named Sharon Lawrence said, quote, liquor set off a bottled up anger, a destructive fury. He almost never displayed otherwise. It's weird how certain people are that way. Yeah. It's a trip. <laughs> yep. The old firewater. I right? just get sleepy. Yeah, me too. Um. He got in a drunken brawl in uh, Sweden and in a hotel and smashed a plate glass window with his hand and shredded it and had to get stitches Oof, and got in legal trouble. Guitar yeah, hand. exactly. Um, in a rental house in Benedict Canyon, California, um, it got burglarized. And when he was drunk and his friend was over, 
He said that uh, you're the one who broke into my house and fucking started punching him and throwing rocks at him. And the guy had to fucking bail. Um, he hit one of his As girlfriends. A man, with a, I mean, not many can claim they threw rocks at someone. Yeah. yeah. That's a little kid thing. Not if it's a big ass rock. I mean, I'll fuck you up with the rock. You got a I fucking know, but, tennis ball size rock and you fucking chuck it at somebody's yeah. head. That's not I a joke. I could see it, but have you like, thrown a rock? Like fucking Randy Johnson would probably throw a rock at you over hitting you. I saw a, a, an epic they live style street fight in my apartment between two friends of mine and threw a rock. that lasted for about an hour that involved throwing fucking softball sized rocks that split one of their heads open. I got hit one with of the them, rock. One of them threw a moped at the other. Yeah. One. Damn. It was fantastic. That's been hanging out with the WWE boys. <laughs> I fucking threw, we had like this fucking limo at my house at one point when you I threw was the little. limo. No, like a fucking old ass, like uh Adam's family looking fucking piece of shit limo. And you threw it? I obviously I didn't throw a limo. And this fucking kid we're playing hide and seek. He's hiding behind the limo and I know he's there and I was like, hey, I see you. I can see your feet or whatever. And he's not coming out. And I look over and there's like a two foot section of two by four sitting over in this fucking wood pile my dad had. And I'm like, hey, just come out. And I don't know. We were young, dude. I had to be fucking second grade, first grade, maybe younger than that. I might have been fucking Mm -hmm. kindergarten or something. But I picked up the board and I went like, and fucking Kobe like over the fucking car because I know where he's at just to kind of like scare him out. Like, Where'd hey, the board crash you have at? to move. The board fucking hit him on his eyebrow and busted mm-hmm. his fucking head open and he came out crying. Blood was fucking everywhere, dude. And it was like some white trash ass neighborhood. So he was selling it, right? He was the, selling yeah. the split, yeah. The board? Yeah, well, he's selling the, the hit. cut. Yeah, the yeah. hit. Oh, meaning like he was playing it up? Yeah, yeah. he's selling it. He's selling yeah. it. Yeah. So he fucking runs home and tells his mom, and it's like one of those like white trash craziness yeah, where she's like, "You go back over and you fucking split his fucking eye." And he did. He so came we back. From, so he we went from a face to a heel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I see what's happening. I see what's yeah. going on. There's WWE shit happening here. Yeah. So yeah, he fucking throws WWE a chunk of asphalt at me and busts my fucking head open. Huh, so we're know, both you know, it's eye for an eye. Yeah. yeah. Literally, eye yeah. for an eye. It's a good yeah. match. Um, yeah. And then he, at one point, he hit one of his girlfriends over the eye with a bottle of vodka. Yeah, okay. um, so he was a, a bitch. He was a drunk. He was a he was a brutal drunk. So maybe she, it was better if he was doing it. drugs. Um, so then he started to kind of have troubled years. He quit producing uh, studio work. And a lot of it was because once the band broke up, he couldn't quite assemble a band that had it the way the Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, experience. people and the play drugs. off each other, you know, yeah. and the drugs. And the drugs. I'm going to blame the drugs and the drugs. But again, like I talked about earlier, he didn't know what direction to take it. Um, it was probably also his star rose so fucking quick. It's like, what do I fucking do now? Right. Like, you know, yeah. the, you know, I don't just want to record another bland album. I need to push it somehow. Um, and he didn't really know what to do, but again, this is an era where he re- released all the Tupac Island stuff. Cause he just started recording and recording different people, different bands. He was always at the studio. Trying he had to find own, something new. Is what yeah. He, was doing. he had yeah. a studio called electric lady and they would just record shit and try to figure out where he was going and what, what his path was going to be. Um, he got busted in Toronto for having, um, heroin and hash in his luggage. And according to the laws, he would only be in trouble if the if it was conclusively proven that it was his, and he was able to somehow cast doubt on the jury mm. um, that it, he was like that wasn't my, like someone gave me something and I put it in my like people give me shit. I'm at the airport and people give me gifts because I'm Jimi Hendrix, and someone gave me some shit and I put it in my bag. Yeah. And even some of his friends, like years later, were like, "We were there on the trip. Like he wasn't bullshitting." Like someone gave him some shit. He was like, thanks, man. Put it in his bag. Got on the plane. That happens when I met Joey Diaz. That motherfucker had like a bag of mushrooms or some shit in his hand. He like was having trouble like 
like paying attention to me because he's like trying to see what the fuck was in there. I saw him like put it in his pocket. Mm. He's like looking at it. He's like, hey, dog, like talking to me and like putting mushrooms in his fucking pocket. <laughs> Someone just gave it to him. I was like, hey, man, huge fan. I'm a fan of you, bro. <laughs> while he stuffed the mushrooms yeah, in his pocket. I was like, this is funny. classic that that's happening while I'm meeting him. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So um, they keep recording. He keeps doing stuff. And then, um, of course, he dies suddenly. September 17th, 1970. He's with his girlfriend, Monica Daneman mm-hmm. in London. Mm-hmm. And she said that they ate at his apartment. They had some wine. She dropped him off at a friend of his at 1.45 a.m. She picked him back up at about three and they sat up and talked until seven in the morning. Um, he, she went to sleep. And when she woke up at 11, she found him breathing, but unconscious and responsive. She called an ambulance. Um, they picked him up. They took him to the hospital, and I guess he died on the 18th, on September 18th. That's the number. Um, and called uh, the ambulance, come to pick up your people. Yeah, the pathologist that looked into it said that he aspirated his own vomit and died of asphyxia. Um, he choked on his in own. in the hospital. I was gonna say that means the ambulance driver was fucked up because they let him lay on his back. I guess, or that was what happened in the hospital. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she found him unconscious, but I didn't know if it was clear if he was dead or not at that point. No, she said he was unconscious, day. breathing, but unconscious and unresponsive. Okay, so it must have happened in the hospital or in the ambulance. Because hmm. um, so the the crazy conspiracy part is is that there was a guy named uh, Michael Jeffries who uh, so in two thousand nine a thing came out. That I'm there's and I'm missing a name here, but someone named Michael Jeffries claimed um, that he and some accomplices forced sleeping pills down Jimmy's throat and two bottles of red wine or something mm. at some point. Um, and there's a little bit of weirdness with the uh, the autopsy to back it up, claiming basically that he was all fucked up on drugs and he wasn't doing good as a musician, and that they had an insurance policy on Jimi Hendrix for two million dollars. Damn. And so he was worth more than dead than he was alive. Well, they said that the the pathologist said that he had. 18 times the recommended dosage of Vesperax sleeping pills in his yeah. system. And you can imagine that a sleeping pill from fucking 1970 was a fucking pretty good. horse tranquilizer. Yeah. That was some fucking barely regulated yeah. so the, shit. The two right weird there. spins on it. One, the manager of the animals, the guy, whatever that guy's name was, um, claimed that there was a poem um, that was a semi-suicide note, but who knows what the lyricist yeah. like. Who knows what that fuck is a song. Right. You know what I mean? But it, that was kind of his last will and testament. But when they asked him to produce it, he never came up with this said poem that he allegedly hmm. found. Um, and so it was ruled an accident. But in 2009, this guy, Michael Jeffries, comes out and claims that they forced these pills down his throat and two bottles of red wine. What's the what's the point of coming out? Someone it was that guy died in a plane crash. Actually, Michael Jeffries died in a plane crash in 1973. Hmm. So maybe it's like statute limitations. And this guy's like, hey, I wasn't involved. But you want to hear a crazy fucking story? I knew um, I know who killed Jimi Hendrix. Like that's just well, to come no out from the fame. Yeah. So well, no, but if he just knew about the guy, the guy, and, did it, and the guy that did it, it died, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter now. But yeah. I don't know if you could find this insurance policy. There would be like a fucking paper trail to that. You would think. And yeah. can you just take a fucking insurance policy on someone you, you don't take an insurance you policy yeah. out on anybody? Like I take one out yeah. on Dave and yeah. you, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um. So if you die though, you're like first to be looked at. So the thing that happens during the autopsy. Well, then you'd be equal with me and Dave because we have one on you. Yeah. So the autopsy though is he has a blood alcohol of zero. And a belly full of wine. So the order of operation of however the time frame of him dying is that he couldn't absorb the alcohol. So that's why the aspiration later uh, in the trip was yeah, weird for yeah, me. Because they said the autopsy said that he had no blood alcohol level, but his stomach was full of wine, that's meaning weird. he died but before he could metabolize the alcohol. Now, this is in 2009 when this guy comes out with that. Was he able to get the autopsy report? What do you mean? 
the guy that's, this that's guy? claiming that he knows who killed Jimmy. Know. The information was I he able you to get is what I have. Yeah, I don't know more than that. We're able to get it now. Yeah. So was he able to get it in 2009? Probably. 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 I would have so it, it kind of so, yeah. I don't know. Really, you would find out like kind of sounds like some bullshit. Did but, that? Did that know. dude in 1973 die with two? Was he on a plane because it was his private plane? Because he has two million dollars. Not a murder that doesn't line up though. Because if she said he was, I mean, they picked him up and took. She him, said like, they drank wine together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so something's wrong with yeah. that. But that's one of those crazy internet conspiracy things. I don't know. Then How again, if she, if they drank wine at five o'clock at night. His blood and alcohol the, hosp- been up though. the hospital yeah. picked him up at noon the next day. I don't know if mm. by the time he died, yeah, I don't know. Right, by yeah. the I mean, time wine can get your system quick. Yeah. You drink a glass full of wine, you feel that shit. Yeah, but it, quick, but in so. but in the next day, it's going to be gone. Though, yeah, you right. Know. So the but, wine but he drank, stomach was still full of wine. Yeah. Well, that yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah. if they hauled him off alive. So I don't exactly. know. That's just that's. I didn't see the haul him off alive thing. That's why I was curious about that. According to her, she found him responsive or unresponsive, but breathing. So. Right. That's Jimi Hendrix. Go do a deep dig. Listen to his shit. Watch some concert video. Worth your time. Oh, wow. The social media winner um, for episode 526, Odin, the all father of gods and master of ecstasy, um, is actually at Odin. Tangvald? Dot Tangvald, I guess. Nice. Uh, going to win a t-shirt. No, Tangvald. Yeah, for sharing his Tangvald on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. So Frankie Pigeon is going to reach out to you. Gooch. Um, for tainting your gooch on Instagram and liking our Odin. And man, someone with that name, to they must have said something nice still because nice. Yeah. they'd be a stickler with the name Odin. Yeah. Your yeah. handle on Instagram is Odin. Yeah. And you still liked our episode. We mm. did okay. Yeah. It's, it's always scary. Some Vikings going to come out of the wings. Like, like when we cover stuff on Russia in the future, that's always scary to me. I'm always yeah. worried what's going to happen. That one time we did the Vladimir Putin one, we yeah, had we two mad Russian women. Yeah. And like the fucking... <laughs> International the Federation, International Federation of, of Russians, or some or shit, like some that. shit yeah. that was yeah. legit organization with a lot of fucking followers on yeah. Instagram, where it was they like were in the mad at us. tens of thousands were mad, yeah. and there was a yeah. whole fucking thing going down. That was scary. They don't fuck around. So anyways, Odin, you won a T-shirt um, for sharing on Instagram or interacting on Instagram. So Frankie Pigeon is going to reach out to you. Um, be forthcoming with your information so that, that they was a good episode. That. Yeah. Odin? The Putin episode. Oh, the Putin, Putin episode, yes. That was a fucking good episode. Yeah, that one gets lost. When I really yeah. think about it, that I, that, that I think we really hit a good stride in the yeah. Putin episode. Yeah, Mind-blowing. I don't remember. His wow. fucking background is fucking crazy, the yeah. shit he's pulled off to get where he was. And that was... The big trick was that you or Brad, whoever made the URL, the URL was like Putin something something forward slash pure evil. And so no, the, was, the URL yeah, was says was pure evil. It says something or pure evil. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, you do the questions. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Somebody was yeah. mad. So yeah. um, also we are part of the Podbelly Network. You can go to podbelly.com and check out other cool podcasts like the RRBG, which stands for Rock and Roll Beer Guy. Um, that's a new podcast over on Podbelly. Get some pretty big guests. Like uh, go over there and check that out. They probably talked to somebody that you like, uh, someone you're into, one of your celebrities. Go check them out. Um, also check out Graveyard Tales. If you're into paranormal stuff, um, check that out at podbelly.com. Also, uh, we are brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. It's nutritious and delicious. Put it in your mouth hole. Um, go buy some. Um, give it to your friends and family members. Spread the joy. Go techo bomb someone, as we call it. Just show up at a restaurant. You say nothing. You walk up. You set a bottle of hot sauce down. You just say you're welcome, and you walk away. That's how it's done. Yep. Let's do that. Do it at Thanksgiving. Do it at Christmas absolutely bring it to family functions and leave it out there. Yeah. I mean, you got to always do that. Yeah. Um, you know what I've been craving? Speaking of hot sauce, mm. it's not hot sauce, but it's salsa, the El Capitan salsa. Oh, yeah, God man. Damn. I don't know where Michael's at. That was a good salsa. That was good stuff. 
But want some. As far Vladimir as Putin, pure Russian evil. As the <laughs> 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 episode seventy four. Damn. Fuck me. I thought it was later in the game. No, it was, I knew it was early. I remember that was the first time I figured oh, out how to get the title font behind the character. But I did exactly it all on, right. yeah. I did it all on yeah. my phone. Remember um, the old fucking. Yeah, so I had you to could trace tell. it out with yeah. my fucking yeah. finger. I did that shit. If on you want to know, Brent has done all of our cover art from the beginning. And uh, he's really upped his game. Upped, evolved, yeah, he's yeah. really evolved. So go back to like go on our website, <laughs> go back to episode Oof, one and then follow the follow the tr- actually you could probably do it on Instagram. I think we have. No, Instagram you did a couple. Did. I think there's something you did like you uh, might have done. I did Geronimo because I tried to make it look like you did it because you didn't do it. Yeah, I did something happened. else. There was a couple of them I did. But I tried to make him look like Brent yeah, did but it style. Good so with you Photoshop and yeah. has yeah. been. And so like I finally was like, okay, I'm oh, my phone was fucked up and I had to figure out Photoshop. So I forced myself to learn Photoshop. And I've and in just in like the last few months, like it's I've, not hard. I've yeah. learned and become basics. like, oh, I'm embarrassed of the old shit I did. Like that's that sucks. I could have done this or that. So I'm getting better. But anyways, yeah, I remember having to do that fucking cover out with my fingers, but being proud of it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you gotta start somewhere. So yep. check out Oyukateko. Um, go buy some, post it on social media, tag them, let them know that you love us. Uh, but most importantly, uh, try it. Like give it a chance. I know that like, oh, you guys are getting paid. It's a product sponsor. We talk, but it's it's really fucking good. No, we it really, weren't. It really we, is. When we started out, we weren't getting paid. Right. Yeah. Maybe briefly, yeah. No, for a long but it's, time. It's true. For like two years. No, no, no. Well, we weren't getting paid. Yeah, we were yeah, getting yeah. hot sauce. Yeah, we were yeah, getting hot sauce. For a long time, we, we actually weren't. But it's like, uh, that's a legitimate, real fucking thing. Like, I use Elikiteco every fucking day on something that I eat. There's not a day that goes by that I don't use it. And uh, we've received all kinds of crazy emails. Like, we, we brainwashed people. They said they had dreams mm-hmm. about Elikiteco raining from the ceiling and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. You know, Kaylee and uh, That was Nick. no dream. Oh, yeah, it, it wasn't. wasn't. A dream. It was an inception injection. Mm-hmm. That's that what we call it. But Kaylee and Nick had it at their wedding on every table. They nice. put fucking black techo. You know, there's been some cool stories about that. They've enabled us to go and meet tons of fans, uh, you know, from all over the world. Yeah. We got to meet Fantastic. Gesa. Um, It's great. So go check them out. They're, it's a good company. It's good people behind it. And the product is fucking amazing. Go check it out. Also check out Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com if you need printed goods, stickers, um, Using a lot of stuff you see, like our stickers and like little things you get in Patreon. That's all done at Printer Cheap. Um, Mindframe stuff, even. Uh, we've been using some stuff for Mindframe mm-hmm. Podcast. If you haven't checked out Mindframe, definitely go check out uh, mindframepodcast.com and across all the platforms. Listen, listen, listen. New episodes coming, or new episode coming this week. Um, and there's also a Patreon for that. So check out uh, patreon.com forward slash mindframe. Um, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Go to jimmydstees.com. He makes all kinds of cool t-shirts and stuff, beer koozies. Um, if you need stuff done, he does cool stuff like pint glasses and he can do coffee mugs um, and he can do stuff for you. But he, he also has stuff. He can do dudes too. Yeah, he can do, yeah. do dudes. He could if he yeah. chose. Um, but he might, you know, he probably just has something that you want to buy and wear. So go yeah. check that do out. You. He might yeah. do you. He might do what you're buying. Yeah, right? if you're in proximity. Yeah. Um, also check out uh, SKR Apparel, S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com. Check out Retro Vague. Um, if you're into 80s stuff, go check out Retro Vague. And uh, I think I gave all the shout outs. But definitely check out Mindframe Podcast. Um, get That's good feedback on podcast. that. Yeah. So go check that out. Yeah. And then I'm sure Brad's got something to say about brewing the 99 if you're into magic or not, or you're curious and you want to learn about it. That's what Brad's doing over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Commander Podcast. Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. You should I play. I don't know what I'm saying. You should play. I'm I intimidated what, I wonder, by it. I wonder what would happen if Brent started playing. If I loved it, I might be a force to be reckoned with, but I I got, I'm intimidated by I it. It sounds say, like it's a steep learning curve. It's not a steep learning curve. About the about the um the podcast, like I'm a casual magic player. I've never played Commander. 
and I'm pretty outdated in my magic knowledge. So often they're talking pretty well above my head, but it never fails to be entertaining and educational. Like it's always, it's always got me hooked. So if you've ever played magic, if you're currently playing magic, if you like most of us don't play magic anymore, but you realize that all that means is you've hit the pause button for the past six years. Yeah. And you know, it's an inevitability that at some point someone's going to come over and be like, we should play magic and you're going to do it. I can see how it's fun. The community of it and shit. Like I used to go to my buddy Pat's and we play like, he taught me how to play like munchkin and shit. We'd be drinking and shit. And I learned how to play that. Same shit. Yeah. Same shit. You know? And I I figured it out by the end of the night I was playing and like even winning some stuff. Same shit. But magic scene. Crazy. Great, it's just fucking one yeah, of the funnest games I've ever played yeah. in my life. Yeah. So fun, so well designed. Oh, thank you. Um, on that note, um, you know, speaking of stopping for six years, mm-hmm. uh, we have our Sculpt Member of the Month, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Nancy Lockett. Um, she didn't stop um, doing some things she should have, but she did stop doing one thing that she's very, very proud of. Hmm. Guess you can't guess what it is. I guess, yeah. but I mean, well, I, I know she's. I don't want to spoil it. I know she stopped taking out the trash. Yeah, that, there is that. That's been going on for much longer than six. Oh, years. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. I was going to say the glory hole at the public park. That's that was it. Like, that yeah, was she's it. been. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, <laughs> six years now. Yeah. So a lot of people go off of like, if you're sober, she's definitely not sober. If you're drug free, definitely not yeah. drug free. Right. Um, yeah, she, she hasn't has, had a yeah. cold sore in 16 yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. scabs, they come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but six years uh, staying away from the glory hole is a fucking major yeah, accomplishment. That is. That's hard and, to and do. And I just want to, you know, hold she, on. I mean, I just, yeah. Yeah, we have to. I yeah. mean, her throat, it, it's hoarse. She yeah. sounds like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's tough. And she, I mean, I that explains it because I didn't know this. And I know that like years back when we were redecorating the studio, you guys just hung the fight club doors on okay. the studio, okay. but we hadn't put uh, doorknobs on the doors yet. Okay. And she was down here taking a tour of the studio yeah. and she walked up to the door and like as soon as she saw the hole where yeah. the doorknob should go, she dropped down on her knees and started trying to stick her hand. <laughs> through the hole yeah and i was and i never no, 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 knew no, Nancy, what Nancy, she was doing up, up, yeah i never up, knew no, no. and then yeah. she got all embarrassed she's like oh my god I'm and, and the funny thing is they're glass doors exactly. you can see her on exactly. the other side but that shows you like yeah. how ingrained it is yeah like, as soon as she saw the hole yeah. um she was she was going for it yeah so six years you know congratulations i just want to say you know just good job is it Keep like going. six years ago today six years ago today wow. actually yeah wow. yeah it's been amazing you know amazing journey she's really tried hard it's tough i mean yeah restaurant i mean there's doors everywhere there's holes everywhere did she um, did she taper? Was it like she was like a six hole girl and then she went down to five? No, I think it was, three, or was. I think it, it was. Cold? I think it was cold turkey. Yeah, I think it was cold she just stopped. Turkey. Yeah, yeah, cold sore turkey. Yeah. yeah, she just stopped. I mean, it's tough. She struggled financially though yeah. because she lost the chapstick sponsorship. Yeah, you know she mean? did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know it was worth it. Uh, yeah. You know because uh, Carmen's so, kept banning her for a while because yeah. she had like a whole cold sore thing. Like she yeah. could stop the cold sores, but. She's, yeah, th- that's dried up too because yeah. she hasn't had a cold sore yeah. in sixteen months. Right. Yeah, you know it's not dried up though. She got the summer's eve sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so she keeps it fresh now. It's good. But yeah. she got the 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 trade off was she got really really hardcore into anal. Yeah. Like where she was doing the giant like. like it's like when you um, quit smoking, you you gain weight. You know, you know the cone. I mean? You know the cone shaped fucking you know dongs. You know that are that are like stretchers. Axel. Like she went into that. You talking about Axel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what so, Axel shaves his head. You know, it's yeah. you go from one thing to the other, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, congratulations, Nancy. And uh, you know, continue and your journey. And I'm sorry. Yeah. No, and we'll keep we'll keep tabs on that and make sure that, you yeah. know, it's like weight loss, you know what I mean? Like her 
the she's been using a lot of Moderma on her face, mm-hmm. and, uh, so the stretch, stretch marks, marks go away right. on the cheeks. Um, you know, so it's it's good. You know, we're proud of you. Yeah. Just just so you know. I'm more impressed with the positioning of the three dudes. I didn't. I was trying to figure out like the pterodactyl. Or, yeah, like yeah. how are they getting yeah. it all in to get three in at it's, once? Yeah, like that's that, crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's right. like uh, yeah, just blowjobs in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So anyway, uh, if you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash King podcast and uh, join in the conversation there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at King podcast. You can find us on any of those platforms anywhere, pretty much. And uh, go on there and uh, don't forget to give us reviews. If you like the show, if you don't, you can fuck off. If you made it this far and you right. don't like the show, yeah, really fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, but if you do like the show, please go give us reviews. Some we haven't asked for in a long time. Yeah, good review. Um, while you're giving while you're giving reviews helpful. for Mindframe, uh, go there and leave a review for us. Uh, just anywhere, anywhere you can leave a review it helps. Yeah. yeah, go blow up brewing the ninety nine. Like those reviews got to help. You got to know that like, yeah. that's resilience to the asshole. Yeah. So when you get a hundred five star reviews, yep, yep, that the average, you know, yep. is way more resilient. If someone yeah. gives you a one star review, it yep. doesn't fucking phase you that hard. Right. So, so you need yeah. all the love. People are way more apt to give a bad review than they are a good. Oh, review. for sure. Like yeah. when something's good, they're like, "Good, that's what I expected." You're yeah. supposed yeah. to do that shit. Right. But when someone does a bad, it's like that's not what you expected. Yeah, they're and angry you lash about out. It. Yeah. So yeah. Any yeah, podcast, give reviews. Yeah, yeah, any, yeah, any of them, all of them on the Podbelly Network. Go give yeah. a good review, yeah. and um, if you like them, if you really like them, if you really enjoy them, go give an honest review. And uh, you know, all of the for, podcasts, for fucking businesses and shit. Like, yeah, go reviews, Yelp reviews. Yeah, That's true. fucking huge. As a as a small business, like people say that to me yeah. all the time that we have good reviews, and it, I mean, it almost gets mentioned every customer. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah, because people go, I mean, what do you do when you go buy something off Amazon? Yeah, They're looking at the reviews on the right. shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the seller sucks, the product sucks. You're not buying it. Yeah, you know, so yeah, so take the time and uh, you know that helps us out. If if you're not able to join us on Patreon and join the Skolt, um, those are definite ways that uh, your father might get not hang out with you, but he might give you a call. Right, you know what I mean. So um, yeah, go on there and share and all that good stuff. We're always giving away free prizes, so um, you know it's 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 fun. It can be fun. You can get some cool shit, and uh, you know that's that. So. Don't forget to go on there and like El Yucateco underscore hot sauce on Instagram, uh, Jimmy D's Teas, and uh, Podbelly. Don't forget them. So we appreciate it. And if you uh, got a Coleman bumper sticker or yeah. Coleman yard sign, please, sure please post it. it. Make yeah. sure it's in your front yard. Make sure it's on your car. Yeah. We got to get this shit to catch fire. Get it on Reddit. Yeah. Like people get that shit on Reddit. Awesome. If that could catch fire on Reddit, that would be so fucking funny. Yeah, that, would yeah. be that would be amazing if yeah. Gary Coleman for president caught fire. So, yep. so uh, pretty much uh, patreon.com. Blackslash Sofa King Podcast. Support us there. And the uh, Spotify playlist is search Sofa King Podcast 2020. And the playlist should pop up. And uh, there's the old ones also. So they should come up on there too if you're interested in those. And that's pretty much it. Don't be a retard. Hey, motherfucker with a gun in a mobster. Every chick with her ass ain't popping. Every beat with a head away ain't knocking. Facts. Bring it back, please rewind it. Every rapper with a platinum plaque ain't a problem. Facts. Every nigga flipping packs ain't a hustle. Everybody box with profit, ain't always progress. Facts. Bring it back, please rewind it. I'm a walking, talking silhouette, the darkest rhymer since DMX dropped that album with blood all over his body. Haters talk shit, but I don't hear remind them. Cause all that foul play gon' lead to check when I find them. Girls be like, help me, daddy, I'm a freak. Next week, you pop up with all type of hospital fees, you know me. Shooting till I get a trophy. Been smoking this protein, I cooked up a OB. And you wasted your pussy 
if you ain't let us all in Fuck your contract, bitch, I'm breaking all the closes As it goes, man, I got everybody on it Every verse or a scene, rap trick, Bateman, Voorhees Remember me, Boosie on the side, Tucci on top Go fangs, now everybody look like me <laughs> What you geeking, fuck you tweaking, I ain't never lost, bitch Only time you kill shit when you pay for abortions Ain't motherfucker with a gun in the mobs Platinum plaque ain't a problem Every nigga flipping packs ain't a hustle Everybody fuck cause profit ain't always promise Bring it back, please rewind it You appear to be more than you are How you expect me to think your jury is real? It costs more than your car All this rolly shit is all a facade You the ace in your hood You on the red carpet falling apart Damn, I ain't never heard of it How you receiving rewards for a song Where you ain't write a single word of it And the tempo don't matter, I'ma murder it Any obstacle, I'ma hurdle it Just sound effects and mumbling To obtain success is to be humbling And if you don't understand, that means you wanted them Until they get it, I'ma continue to punish them Hope you hear us, don't compare us to the large percentage of smoke and mirrors ah, I'ma leave it like that Cause everything I said in the verse was all facts Ain't motherfucker with a gun in the mobster facts. Every chick with a ass ain't poppin' Every chick with a 808 ain't knockin' Facts Bring it back, please rewind this Every rapper with a platinum plaque ain't a problem facts. Every nigga flippin' packs ain't a hustle Everybody fuck with profit ain't always Lying when they rapping, when they really just be talking about some shit that never happened. Same niggas rapping about same whips, same fashion. And bitches trying to get real love with fake assets. Chase assets, mine and your body gotta equal the rule over second. Not to get sidetracked, just figure I meant your last chick. I had super bad, but she burned me. Thank God it wasn't her best. Lazy bitches screaming where the surgeons at. Now black girls off white like Virgil bread. Then you got these fake gang bang niggas on the gram snitching on themselves via camp. Excuse me, I think juice lays my weed again. I don't trust nobody, no, not even my sick. That's why I keep a condom on my dick before I leave the You can buy your bitches love, boy, there's always digging. If she with you, cause you fuck her, she gon' find some better. Bitches party, party, party like that spring. See your booty on the gram, but never bitches with you. Why his uniform so dirty in the Tim's is the shit? Meanwhile, you on vacation and every weekend is lit. Niggas buy jewelry, buy Jordans, buy Beamer, buy Rover, buy Rolex, buy Gucci, buy Louis, but you can't buy culture. Nigga, not my culture.